0: What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as 5, 6, 7, 8. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy, and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theatreaccounts.co.uk. That's Theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theateraccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the In's and Out's podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to one of my best friends and mentor, John Graham. This is my 100th podcast. So we changed it up. Instead of it being an interview, it's definitely more of a celebration. I had a great time speaking to John. As you can probably tell, we spoke for almost two hours. Two hours. He asked me lots of questions, I asked him lots of questions, we shared and reminisced on some memories, and we spoke a bit about the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure having John on. I hope you all enjoy. Thanks for your support. Here is John
1: Graham. Banger. <laughs> How's it going? You all? What's up, son? Cheers. No, I'm all right. Oh, nice. <laughs> Indeed. Cheers. So 100 episodes.
0: 100 episodes.
1: That's Very- awesome, man. Right? yeah yeah
0: one, one one sec let me my headphones
1: all right nice <laughs> you had a good day
2: yeah bro good day um it's, it's weird like this this like week like i'm 30 in a week oh shoot ago. of course yeah, a, yeah. Week, a week yesterday so i'm just like <laughs> eddie morales says so i don't know it's one of them like last night i was um i did a Spoke with Sienna Lyons and I keep saying her yeah. name wrong and I butchered her name as well. I called it Sienna Lyons, <laughs> <Williams>, but obviously. <laughs> nice. And then and then actually shout out to Eddie. I stayed up all night watching his and Showtime's interview. Yes, which was yeah, super dope. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But and so it's I'm on ITV, which is dope. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I'm a bit tired, but yo, it's been a good day. Sun shining.
1: Yes. it's yes, Beautiful. Yeah. I love the fact that Eddie was like my first Irish student because that was years ago when him and Marty came to uh to Ireland. Uh, we did this thing with them, Dan, Dance Theatre of Ireland and they, they kind of sponsored for the two of them to come over. It was, I mean, and I'd only been dancing a couple of years, so to me, my, my mind was blown kind of getting to uh, experience them. But anyway, that was, that, was, that was awesome. So, yes, that's one of yeah. my favourite memories. Like, there's that, that, that like that three or four day period and it was them two and, and Phil and me and Emer were kind of chaperoning them. And like, I was so <laughs> new to dance and then meeting people who were at the top of the industry. It was just... Uh, and Marty's it? It What's up, cool. Marty? Oh, shoot. Marty's in his own. Wow. That's amazing. This
2: is dope. Um, <laughs> there you go. Eddie said, Marty, you remember, 2003.
1: Wow, yeah. I remember they had all these t-shirts um, that they had intended to sell on the whole European tour and I think they sold out them just in Ireland. Yeah. I, like, they, I think it was like four or five classes and I think they sold out like, just just in Ireland. It was, it was like a, I think it was Marty and Eddie's like, Europe dance experiment and they had like a stick man doing an alpha. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, like, obviously I had one.
2: Was, was this before Patrick Chen was doing it with 2XS top? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm closer so I can see your turn. Um, so Patrick took the formula.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they had like a luggage bag just full of, uh, I'm, I'm telling their story. They can tell the story much better. But um, I think they had a luggage bag full of T-shirts um, that they sold. Yeah. Mar- yeah, I Mar- survived Eddie and Marty. Exactly.
2: Yeah, that yeah. Ma- Marty, we need to see the footage of those classes.
1: Oh, you don't? Well, I mean, yeah, that, me yeah. Me too. <laughs> man, I was, yeah, it was amazing. Like I said, i was still so new to dance, so experiencing that was like Yeah. a lovely way to get a in and...
2: Yeah, this is exciting. I can't believe it's been 100 episodes, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100 episodes. Yes, awesome, it's awesome, yeah.
2: It is. It's been one of those, it's been crazy, though, because it's like gone gone from the beginning of not really having a clue what I'm doing and kind of um losing... What I was trying to do with it in the middle and figuring it out and getting distracted and not really like putting the time in that I wanted to, and then yeah, well, I think I think last year you were like, "Yo, come on!" Like you were doing this and you're not doing it any like you haven't been doing it as regular. And I was like, "You're right." Like I want to do this. This is actually what I want to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the past six months, it's just gone.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that the uh, think has been fabulous for. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everyone's unemployed and chilling.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's great to have time and like I was saying this to Marco the other day, we were having a conversation about it and I feel like because um, it's like the conversation has been slightly redirected because obviously younger kind of dancers and younger students, like they're the early adapters of technology. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, in a way they kind of like make it their their own more quickly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, say working dancers, working choreographers who might not have as much time to put in the effort, uh, are the grafts required for it? it's like Nick Damore said on your pod the other day, you know, he's like as much as people are talking about these TikTok dancers and wondering why they're getting so much kind of, um, uh, love on social media when it's perhaps not the best product. Mm-hmm. Um, he did make the point that they're putting in the graft every day to get something filmed and to put content up. Now, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of content for the sake of content, but they're mm-hmm. satisfying their audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I I think it's like uh, I think what's nice now is that like people have time to actually um, who maybe wouldn't put put their time into something like this, you know, put their time into IG lives, put their time into putting together like podcasts or something. And I feel like it's kind of redefining the conversation somewhat and bringing like a more uh, knowledgeable in one way and more kind of um, experienced voice to it you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. and, and
2: it, i feel like we're getting to hear people on everyone's different platforms that yeah like, true like we would have feared, we would have had to pay to fly all the way to la to be in a room with like showtime or hear marty like yeah yeah yeah. No, people, 100%, spe- yeah especially the people that we look up to like yeah. you know for us 10 years ago that would have been a very expensive conversation <laughs> uh, you know like just yeah plus also
1: Yeah, and then when, like, you hear, say, like, when Marty and Eddie did theirs, like, because they're so close anyway, you get, like, a different conversation than if they were talking to someone they didn't know or, you know what I mean? And, like, I think that's one really nice thing about it. That's one, you know, and it's, like, for those who want to learn from people who really lived it, there is the opportunity now, you know, regardless of where you are, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and there's tutorials left, right, and center to learn steps as
1: well. but i think that's something that will stay and i hope it does in a way because now it's like it's opened up the world like you know we could watch instagram to see the results of people's classes like the groups and things like that whereas now people are teaching for instagram or they're teaching on youtube or they're teaching on zoom you know so Mm -hmm. like i've been taking a lot of classes from some japanese teachers who i love and like i you know there's they explain everything in japanese like one of the uh Rika who comes to mind in marco's classes um she gave me she's she's chinese but she understands japanese she gave me like a little glossary of terms and she like wrote it out phonetically so i could understand like hidari you know left right up down all of that um so th- you know and i hope they continue that because i've been really enjoying taking those classes you know yeah of course you're going to come out speaking japanese
2: <laughs> no, I, won't, yeah, no I, I'll know.
1: I know you know i know uh i know like obviously i know those words i kind of got them from when they were teaching but like she actually made it a lot easier for me when i can kind of see and like i did one i did one on zoom and it was like me you know like uh here in london at like 7 a.m and then it was a three thirty live zoom class or yeah three thirty, 30 so 7 30 in the morning sorry and um it was me and then when, I, when he kind of did the gallery across so you could see everyone else was like, everyone else was like a 12 to 14 year old Japanese girl. You know, yeah. <laughs> <And> this is <this laughs> me, me having just stepped out of bed. And, and like they dope. Oh my God, yeah, when, when he posted like when they, you know, when they tag him and he shared on his story, like they were killing it, you know, it was like, <laughs> incredible.
2: And like, Who's the grown man at the back? Like, in yeah, like, ex- <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, like who, who is that fella, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's me.
2: No, I, I, I'm enjoying Like like, I feel like everyone's struggling in different ways with this. And I can imagine being, if you're on your own, like that's probably yes. quite difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Know, Especially if you're someone which maybe struggles anyway. But I don't know, yeah. I, I, I'm really enjoying lockdown. I feel like it's yeah. given me, me time to uh, evaluate, like, the things I I really like doing and why I do them. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I yeah. feel like I've been so caught up in, like, you got to make money. You got to pay your bills. you've Got to do this and that that side of dance. And now it's actually like I'm dancing because no one's paying me to dance now. Like I'm just doing mm-hmm. it because I, 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 it's, it's a choice and it's an option and it feels
1: so nice. Yeah, but you know well, I, mean? I think it's, it's you don't usually have that much time for yourself, you know? Yeah. Like we we know that, and I, you know, if people don't know, like your schedule when you're touring is like Wednesday till like early hours of you know Saturday morning.
3: morning.
1: Yeah. And then you normally teach somewhere over the weekend. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you might be teaching in Wilkes Monday, Tuesday. Then you go back on the road on Wednesday. You know, so it's it's a grind. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people, like the performing. I'm sure you love that. You know what I mean? But the the actual weeks themselves. Are, yeah, but even not then, it's it,
2: it, It's different performing. Like it's not it's not challenging. You know what I mean? Like I've, yeah, I, I do, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we do we do so many shows that it's like I can do it hanging out my ass, hung over. I can I can <laughs> yeah. do this. Like I can do this. I'm, I'm sure that happens <laughs> every week. But I can do do it easily challenge-free to a degree. So even just being like, okay, today I'm going to, like when you sent me the challenge to learn yours and Marco's combo from just watching Mm -hmm. a video, like little Mm -hmm. things like that, like I would never normally have time to do that. And actually what Mm -hmm. I realized is that it doesn't take as much time and effort as I assumed it would. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, And it's, it's made me go, I want to be a student again.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure and that's super yeah nice. and it's lovely that's great and especially well obviously you're discovering something new with tap you know what i mean so it's, yeah <laughs> have you sent your videos to freddie yet for feedback
3: no not yeah <laughs> Not yet.
1: once you once you do yeah i mean you know you've got but that's great that you have people you can kind of get feedback from i mean i know georgia is, is teaching yeah. you as well but you know well, there I've, are people that you can kind of um
2: i think i sent you in his instagram before kai scanlon kai yeah, 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 yeah. so he yeah, he i amazing, send them man. i send them to him uh, two other Wilkes students Well one's an ex-student uh, Named Lucy She's great And a, a mm-hmm. girl from Germany Called Naomi And then Kai's mum Who's like A world record holder In tap so, Oh wow okay like, no, I, well, I sent them right. my videos and, and they To be fair Like I get really annoyed Like I almost kicked My car Winmer off The other day Because I couldn't do a <laughs> I couldn't do a pullback Like Because it feels okay. so weird It feels so weird Not being able to do something mm-hmm, In dance mm. You know like mm-hmm. e- Even Like I can't pop But I could mimic it you know, yeah, like yeah. It's, like I've become very good at mimicking dance, like because that's our job as a commercial dancer, I guess. If yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah. something, you figure out a way to make it look as right as it can look. You know, like if we were to do a salsa, I mean, I'd get the technique wrong, but to the untrained eye,
1: you yeah, go, oh, yeah, it's yeah.
2: it's similar-ish. Whereas this, you can't blag it
1: because it's no, <laughs> it like, yeah. sounds you, it's yeah, sounds it is
2: like yeah. So that that's been the challenge a bit. Like I feel I felt super vulnerable
1: yeah for sure yeah yeah and especially if you're recording it like this, there's, there's a, a big kind of thing in um like the movement practice kind of world where it's like uh you know you need to expose your practice you know because it's only through exposing your practice that you'll really kind of get honest feedback you know mm-hmm. so you are you know it, it's it's good that you're doing that so you kind of get an idea
3: you know yeah
1: I mean yeah. it's well, it's great that you're doing it. it takes a lot of humility to do that you know that's the hard part it's like the bit we don't like is you know kind of really hearing genuine critique, but it's all done, you know, in uh I, I think if you can take the right attitude towards critique in anything, it's great for you, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. I think you have to let your ego side, you know, step aside and so you yeah. can actually grow, you know?
2: And that's the and that's the hardest thing is is like, so say I go, I don't understand this. Why can't I do it? Like I don't understand why I can't do it, because when I break it down, my brain can do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like like yeah, I can yeah. I can imagine what it's gonna feel like and I can, I can understand it mentally, but then I can't execute it. And for me, mm-hmm. that's really annoying. Cause you know, like if you learn a combo, say, say like you do sometimes, you'll learn it sat down or you'll try and like mm-hmm. get a student to learn it sat down. Like then they can normally get up and execute it cause they know what it's going to feel like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, with this,
2: cause I can do it in my head. I can watch <laughs> something and go, I can do that. And then I get yeah. up and I can't do it. And that's, to me, that is the most frustrating thing.
1: Mm-hmm
3: yeah it but
2: it's you know it's
1: but it's like anything you know you're like what was it super Dev said you know when you master something at least you know then how to master something else so like you know once you kind of it's like building a strong foundation you know what i mean yeah. it's like once you get all these basics in well then you you're, you're going to have like uh the ability to move from step to step comfortably and you'll mm-hmm. kind of once the levels go up it, you know uh, similar to like even calisthenics bodyweight stuff you know the yeah. regressions once you master one regression then you move up and then eventually you know you keep doing it so it's, yeah all physical things are like that. I don't know with tap you have the extra thing that you are the you're the musician and the dancer. Yeah, you know. So I think that's that's the difficult thing. But or it's like the added level of difficulty. But the same methods of progress can you know they they exist. It's just working out. Okay, what's the regression? Okay, then how to progress? You know. Yeah. Anyway, no, right it's, it's before cool. you and me, we could, because we could have this bad habit and just chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do, we do, we do. No, it's good. Obviously, you know, because like you know, we haven't been able to see each other in a lot, but. For the hundred podcast, the idea is that uh, you get to answer some questions because I know obviously you give your input into the, in the, the conversations, which is nice. But uh, I prepared a few. Okay. So we'll we'll see how we get on. Uh, and then I've prepared some for
2: you as well, if we if okay. we have time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so for then... sure.
1: Okay. Let me just find. them. sorry. This this notebook has stuff written all of... Okay. Cool. Right. So I did a few based on podcasts. Your experience okay. with the podcast. Okay. Dope. All right. First one. Okay. What. Well, what are the most memorable things, like the first things that come to mind uh, that, that they've really stuck with you from the people you've had on the podcast, like things they've said or...
2: Mm. Uh, one of my favorites, and it's weird, because now, I, I mean, I've never, I haven't listened to it in three years. And I'm sure if mm. I went back and listened to it now, I would hate it. But one of my favorites was speaking to Lizzie, I think it was like episode two or three. And like, okay. and I know, I, I felt like I knew Lizzie really well. And my favorite mm-hmm. was, like, I, I really put Lizzie on a pedestal of dance. Like, like I think if you're uh, as far as females go in this industry, in this country especially, like, she can yeah. do everything. And in my mm-hmm. head, I was like, you're Lizzie Goth. Like, you can do any job that you want. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you can tickle the boxes. And it was the fact that she was telling me that even though she was doing all the jobs she ever wanted, she still wasn't happy and as mm-hmm. a human. And that just really taught me that, how I have felt in the past is okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I've felt that yeah, way before. Yeah. And in my head, I was yeah, like, yeah. why am I feeling this? Like, I would have died to be in this position. So to hear someone who I really look up to feel the same way, it was mm-hmm. like, uh, it just made it easier to talk about. It made it easier to go, do you know what? I wasn't happy doing that job, but it wasn't because of the job. It was because of me and being able mm-hmm. to separate the human and dancer elements. Yeah, away. yeah. Like uh, sure, to, hear, yeah. to hear it from someone at such a high standard like mm-hmm. that's probably one of the ones which has stuck with me a lot um nice. and then the and then super days when the other day like you just said like master one thing and then mm-hmm. you learn how to master it all like little gems which yeah. like really sinking like even uh yesterday sienna have you heard sienna's
1: yet no i didn't listen to it today so No, was, she, just, le- oh.
2: she left like a gem and i was like yo that's so clever and i was asking her when she's got a choreograph to like um songs that she doesn't like for a job mm-hmm. you know like when you've got it when they give you your tracks that you need to do and like if you don't like the song so she yeah, was saying that yeah. she does like a country show and i was like so how did you like choreograph it she went i just found a song which was the same tempo and choreographed, yeah, to, a di- choreographed to a different to a different song that i liked, and yeah, then yeah, tried yeah. making so it to adapt to- and match and i was mm-hmm. like like all those times <laughs> where like a school will be like will you do a piece for us to this song and it's like little steezy sleazy or something like i don't know like and, and,
3: <laughs> you know, and i'm like i know I, what you
2: mean and i'm like yeah. i hate this music like i can't relate to it at all so just little mm. things like that like that was one i, I did enjoy that and then just nice. things where everyone who i've spoke to who is like extremely successful the one mm-hmm. thing that really stands out to me is the work
0: ethic
1: yeah 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 like even when uh nick the other day was talking about like when he would prepare you know treatments for all these things like it's just for, n- for nothing like, yeah exactly for nothing like as in or you know giving himself that task and I, uh like it's really um you know it's it's so driven like it, it's and it means it's like that whole thing like if you stay ready you never have to get ready do you know what i mean so like he's been preparing for that opportunity and then when it finally presents itself you know you are ready you know yeah i mean there's like there are sometimes you hear, stories of uh, success stories of people kind of getting through on the fly do you know what i mean but then yeah. like kind of making it work but it's like uh that then of course that can happen but it's it, i think when you hear someone like that who's gotten to the level he's, he's at now you know and it, it really kind of makes you think of the grind that it takes to get there you know
2: yeah Th- that that's probably been one of the things like everyone who is extremely successful has grafted like yeah, and that's no, something no. where i go but it makes sense like it makes sense why they where they are mm-hmm. and i think if everyone they leave each episode just going am i maybe am i doing enough to achieve what i yeah. want and if that's mm-hmm. the only thing they leave with and they can figure out the answer yes or no like that's a win
1: not for sure because yeah, it's, yeah, ma- I...
2: it's made me question my work ethic You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? and, it, and yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm someone who i think like i bust my ass for everything i do but then i'm mm-hmm. like like even if I like i my goal was to be able to do a tap routine ish by my by the time i 'm thirty, like that was what mm-hmm. I set out to do and i've had this goal set for a year, and i 've always put it off i've always mm-hmm. put it off and then just hearing these conversations with people when they're like you've really got to work your ass off to achieve it, and you know no one really gives you any love or credit for when you 're not good at it, you get it for mm-hmm. when you are good at it, and then i'm like, yeah, like I'm just waiting to be good at it i 'm not actually grafting for the the mm-hmm. hard bit. Mm-hmm so just yeah, yeah. that that's my that's probably my biggest take is like i just i feel like i need to work harder all around as well
1: mm-hmm. yeah 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 and you're right yeah i mean i just like i always find with ones i to, there's always like one or two things you really take away that are like whether it be kind of hearing someone's story and something you would like you know the way it happened for someone because obviously it happens for differently for all of us how, how everyone gets in or the journey they've taken to get there or how they think about a certain aspect of dance itself, or of the industry side of dance, you know, yeah. and and there there are always so many, um, like with with all the kind of different experiences people have had, you really get like a such a spectrum of takes on it, and, yeah. and and like so many of them are actually because we, you know, I think it's it's impossible not to get in your own or kind of get stuck a little bit in your own method of thinking, you know, yeah. Um, so when you do hear these these other kind of takes particularly from people who, you know, it's very easy to admire and to respect because of what they've done. Um, yeah, it really kind of opens, like you said, it opens your mind and makes you consider, you know, think about your own kind of, um, whether it be your work ethic or whether it be how you think about a certain thing, you know? Mm. So yeah, that, that's, for me, that's what i like, you know, have enjoyed the most about.
2: Yeah. And even, even things like, like, uh, people, were, like living on a couch for a year and like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, Jordan I think is my first episode like people don't, haven't heard it like the audio is horrendous because it was the first <laughs> ever one I've ever done but like it's probably the most inspiring like he was homeless and lived on the right. street and now he's mm. the director of dream boys like mm-hmm. you know like that journey and hearing people being like I lived in a car for a year
3: like mm-hmm. Matt Day yeah, yeah. lived in
2: a car from his year and he's from a really rough uh, uh like background where he's from he's from mm-hmm. the hood just little things like that where you go yo people make sacrifices as well
1: yeah 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 so
2: for when when it's hard for us not to go i tap like i i I give up like they they keep pushing through it and that's probably Mm -hmm. why they're successful then the the hunger is so much more because they don't want to go back to those places
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure definitely all right next one um okay what changes have you felt in yourself as a host over the course of 99 now 100 episodes
2: uh I really just try and make it more about uh, a conversation. At first, before I ever, when I first started them, I was so like, what do I need to say? What am I gonna mm-hmm. ask? And I, I would kind of not, I would. I mean, I wouldn't over-prepare because I don't really prepare for anything in life. It's just kind of, I, <laughs> I do stuff on the fly. I let it how it feels. <laughs> but I would I would get quite a lot of the time when I'm speaking to someone, I would start thinking about what I'm gonna ask as opposed to listening to things to pick out. Right do you know what i mean so someone yeah. i'd ask a question someone give me the answer and then i'm going what else did i want to ask them i wanted to know right, right, this. Right. how am i going to imply that whereas i'm and i'm still figuring it out like i would still say like i'm a white belt with this like do you know what i mean but like mm-hmm. it's, it's trying to find nuggets within a sentence to mm-hmm. to pull something interesting out of that that maybe they would fly over which for mm-hmm. them to them it's nothing mm-hmm. it's just their life but to the audience that could be a gem like that could be mm-hmm. something that we need to hear so things like that that's what i've been really trying to do and mm-hmm. I, I i feel like i've just become more confident
1: yeah for sure
2: you know what i mean i'm willing to make a mistake like if yeah, i yeah yeah uh, yeah. you know if i fumble a word i won't hesitate to start it again like yeah, whereas yeah, before yeah, i'd sure. be like i'd feel myself start sweating and stuff like that <laughs> <So> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, and I, I guess as well, you know, like with editing and stuff, you've kind of learned that it's okay, you know, sometimes to for, for that to happen. It's natural, you know. It's, it's it's kind of like you know, even say in dance, you know, everyone, I don't care what level you are, like people make mistakes even at the highest level, you know. And it's not about the mistake; it's about the reaction, you know. And that's that's when you really kind of figure out where you are in turn you know. It's like the best people you can kind of even if you can tell they made a mistake, mostly if they're really good, you won't know they made a mistake, but even if you can tell, you won't tell a second later because they'll have, you know, recovered. Two count recovered. Rule. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Two count rule. Yes. All right. Um, have any of the interviews changed your opinion on how you think about anything related to dance or maybe the dance industry?
2: Yes. Um, and it was the, it was a recent one, like uh, with Wildebeest, like mm-hmm. his, his perspective on, just hearing his journey and hearing his side of it, of how he mm. became where he is, made me, because uh, I was never down with like the YouTube dancers and like, I never mm. really got it. I, not I didn't, I respected it, but I was just mm. like, it just wasn't for me. I was like, no, I want to dance for Lo or I want to be behind an artist. And that's what a career in dance is. Do you mm. know what I mean? And just hearing people going, well, that wasn't for me. And then me asking why, and them going, well, yeah. all the things that I actually don't agree with myself, the difference is that they made action; they took action with it, and I just sat and kept doing the jobs, even though I didn't like the work schedule, the rehearsal schedule, or I wasn't being treated and paid how I thought I should. I stayed right, and yeah, done yeah, it, yeah. and they've they've gone and made that like him especially has gone and made his own career. still mm-hmm. in dance, but a different field because he wasn't mm-hmm. enjoying the one that I thought was successful.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's opened up like a new, and like like it's, I guess you know, different goals for different people and, and like different motivations, like it has opened up a new kind of um, realm or, you know, like for me, sometimes with dance, like uh, like the business of it, it's um, like it can take away some of the passion from it. You, the, the, uh, do you know what I mean? So it's like, so for me, sometimes like I, I, I like, I dislike talking about it as a business because like, Because I think, because me, myself, I discovered it so late, like, I still have such a love for dance itself. And I think, especially since stopping working as a dancer, I really discovered, the rediscovered the love for it. You know what I mean? Like, and I think, you know, I... I, um, So, you know, that... It's not for me either. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. But I think they really, you know, those that kind of opened up that avenue, they really have kind of made it accessible for other people and people can like you said, like when you were asking him you know how would you um how would you recommend to people recommends the wrong word but like how how could people replicate your success you know and then mm-hmm. he kind of talked through the steps that he took, you know and it is it's just like a different a different avenue within dance, just as like artist work isn't for everyone or but youtube kind of creation might be for everyone either you know yeah. but it's and, there and it's
2: and especially now, like if I think of this past three months, how entertained I am by going through my phone and seeing dancers talking or even just like dancers with a huge following still putting out content because mm-hmm. they can and stuff like that like would we have all these online tutorial classes if the youtube generation didn't exist yeah like, it started somewhere
1: exactly yeah. like
2: do you know what i mean would we have all of this stuff and like if you think of all the the dancers that the first youtube era dancers they've made mm-hmm. careers for younger generation dancers now like you <laughs> yeah, know your, precisely, your, yeah, yeah. your jade bugs your sean loo's like no doubt they would mm-hmm. have been successful either way as a dancer because they're so talented, but mm-hmm. maybe they've created or helped them get to these platforms when now they have their own.
1: Definitely. Absolutely. And, yeah. You're right. Like they have. I like that. Yeah. By the way, I just want to share, Jan is showing both of us uh, yes, some Jan. very, very nice comments. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Um, okay. Sweet. All right. So, uh, right. Let, let me get off to dance. That's cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, all right. Talk me through some of your favourite
2: dance memories. Um, favourite dance memories. Um, when I was sixteen, no, nope, mm-hmm. fifteen, winning mm-hmm. Udo World Duos. Nice. So who was that
3: with?
2: Me and Kyle. So obviously my was best. Was Kyle? Okay, like nice. My best yeah, yeah. friend. Um, and at the time, like, it was the biggest thing in my life. Like, dance wasn't a joke. Like. You know what I mean like we were just two kids from Cardiff who used to go to all these competitions and look at all the other dancers and go my god we're crap like we're nowhere near as good as them were you and up against we're
1: you up against Sean Taylor
2: yes she beat us all the time
1: oh, Sean, Taylor, yeah, okay. Sean
2: Taylor beat us all the time Mitch <laughs> from Stoke Simon's nephew oh, okay. oh
1: yes right, 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 I yeah. used to look
2: at Mitch and I'd be like oh, I need to beat him like I can't beat no. him like I used <laughs> to use I used to lose to Lee like Lee and he, like Jeremy, okay. like he'd like come and roast us. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember me and Kyle that year, we did one competition and we were awful. We were awful, but like, we just didn't do as well as we wanted. And yeah, we, I used to go to his house every morning before school, and we'd practice our duo on the bus That's stop pretty. with an MP4 pretty. player, which had like four songs. And we made sure that it, like, one was like the Prodigy, one was slow, so we had all different tempo songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd yeah. have one ear each, and we'd practice our duo every morning for a year <laughs> on the bus stop, rain, snow, no matter. And then when we went back, we won Worlds. And that was like, I, I remember hugging him so hard. Like oh, it was the best feeling. Cause it was just pure
1: love. No, for sure. What song did you guys dance to in the final four worlds?
2: Uh, I want to say, I want to say it was Jamie Foxx remix. DJ, won't you play this girl? I love oh, yeah, song. Okay. a remix version of that. Like a, it was like an uptempo one. Okay, nice. And I, yeah. I still remember the duo i still remember the choreography
1: you and kyle should i think it'd be on yeah. the app for the 100th episode if that you and kyle did like uh you know a split screen of it that'd be pretty good i think that's, that
2: but that's how much we knew it like
1: yeah yeah for sure yeah. Years,
2: i still remember yeah. it um other favorite ones um like the good feeling i remember doing alexandra burke on alan carr or something like that Okay. and yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like, not my first TV gig, but the first one where there was like, there was four dancers.
3: You know what I mean? Like, okay,
2: there was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember just, I was so happy. I didn't even think about performing. I didn't think about anything. I just smiled from beginning to end.
1: Nice. And I remember,
2: I remember looking at the footage back that night going, I am the happiest. <laughs> like you can see, I am the happiest I like ever, like Randall and everyone like smising, you know? And I'm like,
1: <laughs> like what song was, was it? Was it that right, yeah, yeah,
2: okay, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's one of them. Um, and then my one of my favourite memories is weird because it's probably one of my scariest moments, which ended up being the most fun. uh Was when okay. we all did me has UK stand up. Yeah, the the mess around set when me and you in rehearsal yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. mess around as much as you can. I I I never danced in front of dancers before, right,
3: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I
2: I started working that year, like intent, like doing lots of jobs, but I'd never mm-hmm. done like a UK stand up. Like I
3: mm-hmm. don't know, I just
2: wasn't known if, to be at those events. Like I'd never been to them really, except for UDO, which was a different genre. Like because mm-hmm. I guess now you're dancing in front of like your peers. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah like you're dancing sure, in front yeah. of like like Jerry's there. Like there's other choreographers, there's other people, and I remember going on. And even if you watch the footage of that thing, you can see for the first two minutes like I my pants are full like you can see how <laughs> terrified I am and in what? the video you can hear and I'm sure it's Matt Sussman because I can tell the voice going is that Kane and you can hear it in the background and I remember <laughs> he, I remember hearing it on stage and having like a baby heart attacks thinking
1: that's brilliant
2: I, I don't know what's happening and then by the end like the most fun ever like
1: you know was I mean? that the and, Marcus Houston set the um all oh, because yeah, of you set. yeah I even I, I remember walking to the front at some point, like when, I don't know, I, like I transitioned to the front at some point and I was, in my head, I was like, I have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. And, then, and luckily I did what I did the correct thing. But like, I remember panicking, you know, when you like, it feels like it's forever in your head, but it might be like literally half a second, but like, there's about 20 sentences happening in your head. You're like, what's the step? What's the step? Oh my God. And, and especially me, me
2: has at the time. Cause like we learned it like our own version of learning it. So it was like a killer. <laughs> uh, but I, I actually think the turning point is as soon as we like, because obviously people don't know if you've been in a rehearsal with me and John, we love to mess around. We get the job done, but we do love to mess around. And do you remember when we'd walk forward and we're like, we're going to pull our tops up, Mihá? And he's like, yeah. no, no, don't pull up your tops. And we're like, Mija, we're going to pull up. We're going we're gonna to do the app. I mean, yeah, at that, at
1: that period of time, yes, that was something like, that like, happened.
2: It was, yeah. it was so funny. And even the double clap, like no one double clap. Yeah. Miha, we're going to double clap. So you either join yeah. us or don't. Like, I remember yeah. as soon as we pulled up our tops, it was just like, all the fear kind of disappeared. Okay, nice. I, like, yeah. I was like, "Oh, we're being silly now and having fun."
1: That's your uh, that's your power move. Yeah, yo, that's my that's my power <laughs> move. <laughs> like the ab reveal. <laughs> yeah, swipe Gainer ab reveal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. And then the little spinny thing on the ground, and then pushing up. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: The
1: one that Marco knows.
2: Yeah, Marco can do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Okay, next one, please. Um, what? did you enjoy about working uh, in London and enjoy about working in LA?
2: My favourite thing about working in London was normally, um, being on the, the, well, the ones that I really enjoyed, it was the fact that I was always with my friends. Yes. yeah. Okay. It, it wasn't necessarily like the job, like the, yeah, the jobs are exciting when you get the phone call and then they're mm-hmm. normally exciting when you get the, you do the show. But for me, I I don't like rehearsals. Like, I just, I've never really enjoyed rehearsals. I don't like not being able to mess around. I don't like not being able to have Mm -hmm. fun. So when things are quite strict and regimented and like, well, say you were there for eight hours and you could have been done in three, like stuff Mm -hmm. like that really, it kind of kills my soul. But the Mm -hmm. ones that my favorite things about London was most of the time I'd always be on the job with at least one person that's a really good friend. And I'd always try and make the most fun out of that person being there, you know what I mean? so those things those those things in london really stood out and with Mm -hmm. l.a the my favorite thing about working in l.a was feeling like i did something which i felt like when i first wanted to be a dancer everyone told Mm -hmm. me that i couldn't right okay then then you go to
1: where the best people are and you
2: compete you know yeah and like my first audition i booked the job like in Mm. l.a for (laughs) shane sparks and i remember that being like It wasn't the biggest, best job ever, but in my head, I was like, yo, 10 years ago, everyone was telling me that, you know, you love dance the most, but you're not good enough or you don't have the right right look. Like the amount of times I was told you don't look right. Like it's about a look. Mm -hmm. You're a good dancer, but it's about a look, which to a degree is right. And just that really feeling like, okay, I'm with the best dancers in the world and I'm still holding my own. Like Mm -hmm. I've got my own car, I've got my own place and I'm in where Mm -hmm. all the best dancers are. So things yeah, yeah. like that really stood out, and actually, some of the best moments in in LA of being a dancer weren't even jobs.
0: Like right, they were okay. doing,
2: they were doing like performances for Nika at Carnival, and mm-hmm. like doing a video with Noel. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, some of those moments yeah, yeah, yeah. were actually more more fun than the jobs that I did. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I because know, sometimes I guess
1: there's there's no the creative kind of. Um, restrictions on them are just based on I guess either budget maybe for the the person whose creative kind of process it is or their own kind of imagination you know what I mean or their, their choreographic vocabulary you know what I mean so it's yeah. like uh, and that's the yeah, I guess the, you know that that's what means like you never have to worry about what's the artist doing or like the state like you know uh we have to kind of stay out of shot over here or you know there, there, there isn't necessarily that kind of restriction on it. So I guess yeah, there's that much more freedom, and uh, you feel like the the process is kind of, I don't know. I think there's like a, uh, or like a togetherness that I think those kind of things breed. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, like I, the project. Or, go for it. Sorry. I,
2: I feel no. Just what you're saying. Like there's something about projects which are always more memorable to me than the actual jobs,
1: mm-hmm, because yeah, it's yeah.
2: it's like a, it's a passion thing. It's mm-hmm. like we're all we're not all there for a paycheck. We're all there because we mm-hmm. want to be there. And I feel yeah, like the, yeah. that, the energy in the room of everyone always really shows when you're doing stuff like that, because it's not like mm-hmm. you're there because you have to be, because you need to pay your bills. You're there because we all want to be here. You we want all to do this yeah, together. Yeah. And everyone's on the same understanding because we're all doing this because we just want to be here. And there's something about mm-hmm. that that I really like.
1: Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Nice. All right. Uh, then kind of a little follow on for that one. Um, what do you think, if there's one thing uh, you could bring from each city to the other, and it can't be the weather from LA to London, although that would be lovely. Um, I, I what? What? what <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want that. Yeah. And um, what? What would that be? Mm.
2: That's hard. I like it though. Uh, what did Lisa say? <laughs> I can
1: hear oh, she. No, she. Um, yeah, she's. A, she... Li- no, she's literally about. She's three, well, she's the other end of the coin. You know our flat, like, yeah. so I'm in the spare room, the room you slept in, and she's in the living room on a call to her sister, so Oh, okay, like... I
2: thought she shouted an answer. I was like, go. Oh, no,
1: I'm surprised uh, that, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone can, well, not everyone, but uh, maybe some people can hear her because she's, she's not the quietest.
2: Mine, it would be like, I would love to have taken uh, my friends to LA for the job mm-hmm. opportunities. Oh, mm-hmm. I'd love to bring the job opportunities from LA to my friends
1: yeah okay you know what i mean, yeah, I mean that's yeah i think, think they don't love that too yeah yeah
2: yeah like, either way i've I've tried doing that i've created jobs which don't exist exactly oh yeah you have you thank have, you so yes we, we I, I've, I've
1: been the beneficiary of that yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, that, that for me would be the like mm-hmm. dance wise i feel like there's pros and cons of both
3: mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah la sure. has
2: got great quality of dancers but i feel <sighs> like everyone was all everyone was always late for rehearsals like things like that would annoy me you know like really yeah like if i like they'd be like rehearsals are at 10 i'd get there at quarter to 10 with that london like mentality you know how but you're just not late and it's like kind of a thing isn't it? like and then people mm-hmm. would like choreographers would rock in 45 minutes late you're like i've been here an hour already like mm-hmm. what like that 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 frustrated me sometimes but i kind of just accepted that maybe that's the way they work
3: out mm-hmm. there and
2: i guess it depending what choreographer you're working with that's accepted um yeah true but then the yeah like also the, the energy in their rehearsals and the fun, like, I would like to bring to the UK, because, like, yeah, if yeah, you can be, can in, be being in a rehearsal with, like, Uncle Tone, like, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like being in rehearsals with um, Antonio Hudnall and Nick Bagger, like, when you're mid-rehearsing for Beth Honan, and they start having a tap dance battle mid-number, like, <laughs> like, like that would never happen here, like, no, ever. No, but there is just, would, yeah. like, no. everyone's just kind of what we're doing and just witnessing them having a tap dance battle in the middle of a number and then we carry on and there was something about that which like it made dance it made the rehearsals fun
1: yeah, yeah i can imagine that yeah for sure i bet it would yeah 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 nice okay cool um all right so let me see next one okay um what's the or what are um like the biggest challenge you think you faced like in your career or something you felt you had to overcome
2: Being short white and ginger (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, uh, i don't know in l.a overcoming just loneliness that was a hard thing yeah
3: like very lonely
2: made lots of friends
3: but didn't Mm -hmm.
2: have lots of close unit friends like i do in the uk and obviously family um -hmm. but just dance wise don't know like it's always one of the things Like i hate rehearsals so that's always a challenge for me whether it's a good rehearsal or bad um i'm not sure like obviously financial wise it's always been a struggle dance like the hardest thing about <laughs> yeah like being like oh, i've been on stage this week like in la like so for people that don't know like when i lived in la i go go danced in a speedo in a gay bar in 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 um weho like and i'd be in a speedo well people put dollars down my speedo to make sure I could pay it and make enough money so I could stay there to achieve my dreams then mm-hmm. once I started working and like booking all these like big jobs like I remember going to uh, Manila with Nicole and I was like this is it like, like I'm performing in front of like 80,000 people in another mm-hmm. country I've been flown over first class like it was sick and then three days later I'm back in that bar like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and that's always been a real difficult one for me 'Cause it's always for
3: sure.
2: like, you know you're hanging out with celebrities and you're treated like royalty and then like as soon as the jobs finished, because we don't make enough money from those jobs that you can go i've done one gig it's gonna last that you can months.
3: coast <laughs> i can coast yeah, exactly, and yeah. chill till
2: the next one yeah. i've got to make sure there's an income so that mm-hmm. that's always been a real hard thing and in the uk financially it was hard but it was so much easier
1: to make money because i could go and teach whereas in la yes. there's, okay. not short, there's
2: not a there's not a shortage of
1: teachers like, there's <laughs> not and, the, and the, the the structure for payment is very different as well right
2: even just getting workshops and stuff out there is so hard because it's LA, yeah. like this teacher's yeah, left right yes. in centre, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. walk, walk down, I don't know what the new millennium's like but I imagine it's the same, but if you walk down Millennium Corridor and look at the pictures on the walls you go, not short sure on teachers, like they're all incredible, no.
3: like, yes, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: so yeah. I feel like that was, a, that was the hardest thing about being there, it financially okay. sucks for a dancer altogether all I think, and <laughs> that's yeah, really smart, yeah, that's... Or, or
1: very lucky yeah yeah exactly yeah you can kind of uh yeah there are ways and i think uh you know use some of the knowledge from the 99 previous episodes the ins and outs, to figure out how yeah you know there's, there's, there's some good stuff in there okay nice uh all right um what do you remember of your favorite auditions and why like what's stuck in your mind from your favorite auditions
2: favorite auditions um uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> one was for attitude magazine uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for people who don't know, it's, it's like a really famous. I don't know if it's still out now. Do people still buy it? I don't magazines? know actually either, yeah. Like, I don't even know if magazines are still really a thing. But like, um, so it was like a, a gay magazine, a very famous magazine, and they had this thing called the Attitude Boys. And I was like, uh, I got the email for it, and I was like, I don't really want to do it, but whatever. Like, it's money. Uh, I'll take mm-hmm. any job. Like, no one's too shy to pay their bills. And then one of our good friends, Miha, Told me he was choreographing for it, and I was mm-hmm. like, Shit, like it didn't make any sense. So, I remember going <laughs> to the audition for this magazine, and like, even just the when you looked at the audition panel, like, you, I was like, This is bizarre how Miha is in the middle of these people to make decisions, <laughs> like, so th- to make decisions about what they want. And uh, we so we learned the combo, and Miha taught, uh, oh, uh so energetic, than the, mm-hmm. the, the so I was like, tune, obviously roasted it <laughs> roasted it especially for the the kind of people which were audition in wouldn't probably normally dance me has stuff but no, i remember true, yeah, but yeah. i remember being there with thomas simon and thomas being like they were like like yo everyone line up and take care of the tops and thomas always used to take the mick out of me and because i was obviously <laughs> doing abs every, like we would, like as you know we'd do like x and he would always bully me he would always have like oh man all the time and i remember them saying like yo tops off and i remember looking at him going it's gonna pay off the day like <laughs> standing at the front and be like yeah like so i was gonna <laughs> laugh that was a good one um, that was a really good audition what are the good ones there uh x factor uh, uh which the one which year the one that got me my visa so the, oh okay the,
3: what the, was I the combo brian
2: was it dondria it was I yeah well, know, it was brian freeman but I, I can't remember what the actual combo was okay I'd I'd asked him I'd asked him a few weeks before to help me with my visa, and mm-hmm. yes, Carrie Hansen's laughing at that, so I imagine he <laughs> okay. too. Tom's probably hating on me. Um, so, <laughs> doing Brian Freeman audition, and obviously I'd asked him to help my visa. So even the whole time I'm thinking I'm not auditioning for X Factor today. No, like, you're I'm, auditioning I'm, for the United States is, this, of America. Yeah, yeah. I'm auditioning <laughs> to slay my life in the states, yo. Um, and I remember we got to like the final groups, and he was like and I was like in the second row and he was like kane come mm-hmm. to the front and I was like idiot like you know like trying to make me feel as uncomfortable as possible obviously mm-hmm. the movement is already know what I'm comfortable with doing but mm-hmm. we'll do it to the best i can and then he's like oh boys tops off and I'm like oh my goodness like okay no, but that, that's uh, your that's your comfort zone i know but no one is doing movement that i'm not comfortable doing and i was like yo i was like this is going to kill me and I remember as soon as we started the combo, we did this thing and we turned like to the side and like our back is to the panel. And Jack mm-hmm. McKenzie looked at me and he went live, like that. And I remember <laughs> laughing so hard. And I carried on dancing, I didn't go wrong, but it, it no, was it's one of those, it took all the pressure off.
1: No, it's okay. Like
2: if, if he knows that I'm struggling to do this and take this seriously as well, cause I'm so uncomfortable. And he brought a bit of light to it and took the pressure yeah, off. Yeah, sure. So that's yeah, one of those yeah. moments that I'll always be like, maybe if he hadn't have, released that stress a little bit and made me Mm -hmm. giggle a bit Mm -hmm. that was a good one i did enjoy that nice but i feel like i feel like any of our auditions in the uk when it's the dudes and just the dudes the energy i've never had one with bad energy
1: no that's true it's uh, it's always been like especially you know like like everyone's pretty good friends and everyone you know what i mean obviously you want the job but it's like you know it's uh it's it's still I think like quite a healthy kind of uh, fun and and you know supportive kind of atmosphere. You know what I mean? Yes,
2: tom Ashka.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Yes, building, yes, yes, I like Ashka. it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. Nice. Next one, for, um All right. Uh, if you could go back in time and re-experience a class, what would it be? I don't know if you won. You can name a few. But like, if, if what comes to mind when you think, because like you're obviously uh, someone who loves class as well. You know. Um,
0: Yeah, as many as you like. Uh,
2: So my first one would be Showtime's class in LA, the first time Mm -hmm. I ever took it. And Mm -hmm. I really regret not making the most of his class when I was there. Because I I was so worried about what I was spending my money on Mm -hmm. that I would kind of plan in my head, right, I'm going to spend the money on the classes that are going to potentially get me jobs or give me the skills Mm -hmm. to meet the people to get the jobs. So I didn't make the most of his because I never saw that as that class.
3: But
2: I will never forget the first class I took with him and I said this on Super Dave's one. Uh, He taught us uh, step to the left, step to the right. (laughs) Oh yeah. And and he taught us it and and then everyone's doing it to the mirror like, and he's like, what are you doing? You think I taught you all that to dance into the mirror? Like dance with each other. And we're Mm -hmm. all dancing with each other in the room of like like the big room in Millennium packed and just the energy in that room. Like, mm-hmm. I remember leaving there feeling like, I live in L.A. Like, nice, like so okay. that feeling of like, yo, I live in L.A. Like, th- that was dope. And then my other one would be, uh, me and Kyle came to London in 2008 or nine. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. With the school that we went to, Rubicon.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we went up for the day, and they, we were just taking class in Pineapple. And I remember taking, we took yours, but I didn't know who you were at the time. I had no mm-hmm. idea who anyone was except for Carlos. Like, oh, um, right, of course. Yeah, 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 I knew who Carlos was, and I didn't know anyone else. Oh, and I knew of Dance to Access because I used to want to be Cisco. Um, yes. and, then, <laughs> and I remember taking your class, and it was to a Neo song and i remember okay. going okay this guy looks cool he's got baggy basketball shorts on like <laughs> wow. like like quadruple xl shorts with white socks yeah, sure. like like a vest and a beanie like this guy looks
1: dope like, oh wow that <laughs> like, doesn't sound like a good look
2: they, like there has only been three quarter basketball shorts um <laughs> yeah. you probably had the drawstring <laughs> done up like eight times but <laughs> i remember taking it and they were silver that's what's strange i remember they were silver basketball shorts um and this isn't being, sounding
1: very good for me right
2: doing the combo and i I remember you got about two eights in and i was thinking yo i'm so bad i can't do it like i couldn't get anything it was so intricate and detailed and i remember turning to kyle and going how do i get out of this and he's like door's too far away like we've got to stick this out and i was <laughs> struggling and i did like there was something it was something like there was like a, i remember a heel toe in it and something with a basketball shot like oh, wow. those are the things that i took from me yeah, but that's, that tells this you It still like, isn't sounding very good for
0: me <laughs> No, no, it was it was probably the hardest combo. Know.
2: Probably the well, you know, what you choreographed like then it was like dancing to, to the alphabet, bro. He's like it was so intricate. But just, I'd love to go back and do that now.
3: Mm. To See
2: my my own progression.
3: Yeah, yeah for sure. Cause to, yeah, yeah. to go,
2: it's because then I remember being like in Cardiff, I'm dope, and mm-hmm. going there and being like, yo, I'm awful. How do I get out of this? Like it's a car wreck.
1: So yeah, those things. I remember actually when I one time had taken class in LA and uh, he started doing alphas so everyone's doing alphas and it's like, yeah, and you know like um, so like the way he does it like he does a step and then he stops but everyone has to continue you know what I mean until he then does something else like, hey, so, hey, so hey. like yeah exactly but like the alphas didn't stop so like he just kind <laughs> of stayed watching everybody and the alphas kept going and then like people started dropping out and then suddenly it's like me and then this kid like you know i think at this time i think i was probably 29 or even i can't remember a year it was. I, th- I was 29 or 30 in showtime's class having an alpha off
2: with, with a child, child.
1: <laughs> and i was like i need to stop now <laughs> and like, yeah. i need to just do one more alpha and then stop and be like yeah kid this is all yours <laughs> <laughs> it's like a zoo nation rehearsal you're like i've got this <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was a, uh, but yeah i mean that's not one that i am necessarily want to re-experience but yeah. it's one that's uh, very uh very fresh in the mind um yeah nice okay cool all right next one okay if you were to design uh you could have five teachers a workshop mm-hmm. for level up if anyone doesn't know level up level up is kane's uh workshop business for cardiff he would bring teachers who he Uh, thinks would be beneficial for the students to take there. Is that a fair description? Perfect. So now uh, we're not worried about budget. We're not worried about where they live. We're not worried about any travel, anything. You can have whoever you want. So the five teachers who you think would be best for students who, let's say the goal of the workshop is to kind of uh, help get their knowledge up or their kind of dance skills up, let's say, with an industry focus. So five teachers, any five. From anywhere in the world anywhere in the world yeah yeah yeah. simon is paying for it so money is no issue yes (laughs) Um,
2: that means i've got to take buddha stretch (laughs) i take buddha stretch um i would take um, i'd have to take nick bass Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know what he's like as a teacher because i've never got to take his class ever
1: i've taken a few times he's very good very good teacher
2: uh, just to be in the room and people to watch him dance surely is enough yeah like, yeah well there's like, that too exactly but like you know the, he's actually a
1: very good teacher too
2: yeah um him i've only ever been in a rehearsal with him and even then i was like scanning like head to toe trying to take as much
1: as possible so <laughs> yeah. him nice um ooh. i think sorry i'm bizarre on that i actually i think i was there in la when he taught his first ever class um and he taught mariah shake it off i believe and he had said he literally stood at the front of class and was like, Yeah, because I, I think he I think he used to teach kids where he's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and he said like to the class, yeah, I normally teach kids, this is uh, I don't normally teach adults. And then like obviously he did the first couple of icons and they were like dope anyway, you could see it. I mean, as soon as he did the music, everyone was like, Oh wow, like this shit is you know like yeah. premium. Anyway, sorry. back to it. We've got two.
2: Um Pop and Pete. Okay, nice.
1: Yeah. Um, this is a great workshop so (laughs) far
2: yeah 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 i'm trying to think of all the people that i'd want to learn from now like okay but
1: but hang on hang on one sec so this uh this is part a of the question i should have said i think i ruined it part b is a workshop for you any fun you could have but part a i want to be like it's kind of you can make them the same thing okay cool
2: so put a stretch because i just want to know about more more than steps i'd want to know like history stuff yeah i mean i would want to train my head i'd actually rather him just sit and talk to me for an hour than probably do the steps
3: like yeah (laughs) i I agree
2: i probably learned the steps on youtube somewhere um Mm -hmm. but i'd like to hear his stories behind them uh Mm poppin pete the adult one nick bass just to watch him dance um the rich and tone count as one or two
1: for these purposes they can count as one they count as a unit okay because Go. they're going to teach the class together in this instance.
2: Yeah. Rich and Tone, because I feel like you're getting two for the price of one. <laughs> but you are, and, yeah. And they've choreographed for every artist I've ever yeah. ever, wanted to dance for. Um, And then probably Marty Kadelka.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. One. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, that would be, that would be, like, if any budget, like, that'd be my... Yeah. That's a dunk one. And all, all even though they're not similar, but it, for the styles of dance I like, they all fit into that yeah,
1: yeah 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 i guess for the kind of like umbrella of movement that you like the yeah, they're all in different parts of it yeah for sure yeah yeah i mean yeah if that ever happens i'll be yeah you'll be the first booked on <laughs> yeah um, really yeah. No, really, be cool.
2: really expensive tickets <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah most likely yes um all right sorry i'm just trying to see if there's any other okay um were there like, can you recall any particularly helpful tips or cues you were given um, in, in a class, or even not in a class, just like on a rehearsal, or even just hearing talking to someone like that you were given by, um, you know, other dancers or other people involved in not even in dance, but that you've been able yeah. to apply to? Yeah, um, the one I always pass
2: on and preach, which I get told, of, which I got told, and it stuck with me, was from Devin Perry, and it was follow mm-hmm. your intention. Mm-hmm. Um, so he always used to say to an empty classroom, because there was never many people in there, which I never understood why. Um, yep. But he would say like, well, everyone keeps dancing facing the mirror. So when everyone's performing choreography, their head always stays to the front. Whereas that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense because that's not how you move in real life. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> surely that's, that's not natural. Like if we were doing normal life stuff, we wouldn't keep our head facing one way. So why are we doing it when we're dancing? He's like, mm-hmm. so if you point at the floor, Look where you're pointing. If mm-hmm. you're accenting something with a heel, look at your heel. Like, no, and same. then you're sh- you're even helping the audience understand maybe what you're picking out in the music. Very true. If your yeah. if, yeah. if your heel is flicking out to catch an accent, if you look at it, then the audience might look at it and go, they caught the musicality of that. And talking mm-hmm. non-dancers to understand. Yeah, you sure. know, um, that mm-hmm. was one of the things that really stuck with me because I, I remember being mm-hmm. like, Yo, that's so simple.
1: Like, it's yeah, so very simple. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, the best things are, worry, though, aren't they? You know
2: yeah so simple um uh kenny Wormold him always saying pick up your knees
1: nice
3: yeah
2: like don't think of about lift when you're doing footwork don't think about it don't think about it as your feet think about Mm it in your knees and then everything's Mm going to read bigger like think Mm -hmm. neography and i was like yo that makes sense because then you're going to have a deeper plie so movement's going to feel nicer and it's going to flow better so those things really kind of stuck with me um Mm. and what else would it be Probably, like, something from Cisco, just, like... For sure, yeah. Like, you know, go wrong, figure it out. Like, you got two counts. Like, they won't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, things like that. Like, the two-count mm-hmm. rule I try and teach, which, obviously, I learned from 2XS, like, give yourself mm-hmm. the two-count rule to figure it out. That's something that I try and pass on quite a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> we've all been there, the the victims
2: of the two-count rule. It's, yeah, when, you, when you're three counts and you've got to do it on your own, like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah probably no. oh nice okay dope yeah all, all useful um, okay uh, back to the pod uh, who's who's next who do you really want to have on
3: um,
1: I can tell you who is next oh nice uh, I've got, okay
2: I've got Briny Albert next week On. oh wicked day. okay so mm-hmm. it's dope because in my head I was like it's uh, female obviously I've been very male mm-hmm. dominant and it's mm-hmm. someone that has also experienced the UK and LA yeah and she's, exactly. doing, and she's yeah. done well in, belt, in both so yeah, I'm, yeah inter- sure. I'm interested to see her perspective of it all mm-hmm. um I spoke to Showtime today nice um so that's in the works I he said I think I've convinced him he was like send me a link so I sent him a link okay, so I think he's going to look into it um there's so many people I'd like to have on like yeah. but n- not even just from dance like I really want Louise Dearman on who's like from West End She's the first Mm -hmm. ever person to play Alphaba and Garlinda in Wicked. So she's played both characters and she's the first ever one. And I know her really well. So I want her Mm -hmm. on. Um, Then, I mean, I'd love to get like Nick Bass on, but Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you know, just people that I would never normally get to maybe sit down and talk to.
3: Yeah, The ones
2: which really excite me. They're the ones Mm -hmm. where I'm like, you know, I'd never probably get to sit down in a bar and talk to you on -on Mm one-on-one and pick your brain without you feeling interrogated about dance, and you'd probably be going, <laughs> they just—they—they they probably just want to talk about soccer, or football, or hockey, or I don't know. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So it's nice, because yeah. I get to turn my fan, like, I get to be a bit of a fanboy and pick mm-hmm. their brains.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. That's good to ask.
2: dope. I'm looking forward to it. Um, um, we've got two minutes left. So what I've okay. learned is that if I leave it to the last minute, it might not save. So I'm going to sign okay. up, save this, and we'll come back in.
1: OK, dope banger <laughs> we back um that is i tried to do uh, i wrote a speed round but they're all on my phone so i can't get to the questions now but okay so can i hit you with some you can hit me with some all right let's go all right they're, they're quite similar
2: actually it's, it's interesting i feel like because we know so much about each other
1: yeah you
2: know um okay so mm-hmm. i've got wrote mine down
0: on my laptop uh, so it's not, that I'm not,
2: it's not that i'm not looking at you um
1: <laughs> it's okay <no. laughs> so i'm not being rude uh
2: who was the first dancer that inspired you
1: oh mm. uh so i possibly don't even know the person's name so for me it, it all happened kind of uh, oh okay right well i can tell you before i actually started dancing like as in So I started dancing when I was nineteen, going on twenty, but I never took an interest in dance um, really when I was a child because my sisters, all my sisters, danced, but I was always like playing football or doing martial arts. Um, But once I think I can't remember what year it would have been like ninety three or ninety four. I remember seeing an E seventeen performance on top of the pops, like because like we all used to love like top of the pops music videos. Like my sisters used to record everything. and then they'd get mad at me when I'd record Yoam TV Raps over there. Uh, I think Yoam TV Raps in Ireland was on at like 11 p.m. at night. And obviously when I'm like 13, 14, I'm, I'm you know, not staying up till that time. Um, so I, I used to record it and then get up at like 6.30 to watch it before I went to school the next day. Anyway, sorry. So we used to have all these like um, videos of like performances because they used to love them. Um, and I remember seeing E17 and they had this song called Deep. And uh, they did the course in that. They had like a basic top rock step was like the step they did in the course. And that's the first thing I can ever recall looking at dance wise and thinking like, I'd like, I like, I like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'd like to be able to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause like, like because music videos, like I think in Ireland we only got MTV maybe when I was about ten or eleven. So like I didn't grow up like Thriller wasn't like big in Ireland or mm. because we it was like beyond that stage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Like we'd see stuff on top of the pops when I was younger, but it never like that. That's the first thing I can really remember resonating. <laughs> like I mean, I you know I watched the video and tried to learn it when there was no one else at home. You know? <laughs> that was like that was my first ever dabble into dance, and then it was actually later for me actually. Then what made me really want to dance was the music. Um, mm. So when I was in between my first and second years of university, I was studying history and politics uh, and I was working in a shop and um, they had like, I'd actually always listened to hip hop, which was kind of strange, I guess, in, in not strange in Dublin, but like, like it wasn't like a, a big thing back then, like 93, 94, 95. But there was me and a few of my friends in uh, secondary school and we used to take turns buying one of us would buy like the latest album, like from tower records or HMV on CD. And then we copy it on tapes for each other. of course. course. So it's like, it would work out because like, if there were say five albums coming out that month, everyone would just have to buy one CD and one box of tapes. And then you would copy the one you bought and then you'd, you'd end up with five albums. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was quite smart. So that was my, like my introduction to hip hop really was on a lazy K mixtape and literally a tape. And, uh, there was, um, there, there were like a, some songs I didn't have a track list or anything, but there were some of the songs that I just love so much. Like, and I know them now, but I didn't know them back then. So there was like nine, uh, an MC called Nine. The song is What You Want. And I still play it in my warm ups to this day. I love that song. And um, Jay-Z uh, on it, there was Can I Live, which obviously is uh, like insane Jay-Z song, especially lyrically, like that Reasonable Doubt album. Like it's, it's one of my favorite albums of all time, but that one, uh, and then also one, it was the one with Mary J Blige. Um, can't the Hustle, which again, just an amazing song. Um, so I had this love for hip hop music, like then Wu Tang, Outkast, particularly. I absolutely loved Outkast stuff, like it's, like the AT Aliens album. Like you could play it from start to finish, like never skip songs. Is like you know, anyway, Sorry, um, but for me it was always the music. And then when I started working in the shop, one day it was kind of like it's on, It's actually owned by the same people that own Selfridges, mm-hmm.
3: um,
1: so it's kind of like an upmarket, um, you know, kind of clothes shop. You know? um, they hired dancers to promote the shop and uh, i was watching and basically they were dancing to, to a lot of the music i loved and uh, so i just asked the the lady who organized her, her name's jane uh, and she's still uh, actually working in, in ireland now and um, uh, she told me to try a class and she was like they actually had she had organized a workshop with two people from the states the next week um so uh i only been working in the shop about two weeks and I asked could I like finish early the next week to take all the workshops and to be fair they were actually cool about yeah. uh, which yeah which was sweet um so yeah so that was uh so I'm, yeah maybe Jane shortall was a good shout because and actually I just she just seen that i um, so uh normal people is obviously really big at the moment and oh. she actually did the movement movement direction on that oh, um, shit. I, just, I just yeah I just thought she posted on on online about it the other day um, and what they like as well like all of like the generation of dancers in Dublin around that time. And like Emer is obviously one of them as well. Um, maybe that's a little bit too early for like Johnny, uh, Johnny White. Um, but uh, a guy called Mark Cleary, who lives in, uh, who lives in L.A. Um, and she really, John Smith, of course, as well. And she really kind of like, uh, we all kind of went there together and everyone was kind of like, you know, nineteen twenty, And like most of them had been dancing a while. I was like super new, but she really made everyone love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing I'll always take away from her classes. Like, you know, it, like it was billed as hip hop, but obviously now knowing, you know, much more about yeah. real hip hop dance, like it, it wasn't necessarily that there were parts of that in there, but it wasn't like, you know, strictly a hip hop class, but, um, she genuinely made out absolutely everyone loved, you yeah. know, everyone left the class loving it. And like, it really engendered a passion for dance, I guess, you know? And mm-hmm. then even for me, she had been to New York and been to BDC. So she was the first person to ever mention the fact they did like, uh, an international student program there, which um, I did and Emer did. Like we went together. Um, so yeah. So you know, like her, and then obviously, like I guess it's you know very obvious, but like you know you see people like Usher, and then especially like um, I think when Justin's solo project came out, and you know the things like that. Obviously, were the yeah next things to really kick kick on. You know.
2: Yeah. No, that's dope. It's 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 dope how it's your first interest actually was music. And knowing you, that mm. makes sense because, like, for people that don't know, like, me and John would go to the park and do calisthenics and I'd be listening to, like, French <laughs> French rap or French hip-hop. And I'm like, he doesn't even know what it's saying. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, it makes sense.
1: Oh, I always look up the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, you do. So I then know. I can <laughs> – yeah, oh, yeah, 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 true. Yeah.
2: But it, it makes yeah. sense because you do love music, like. Absolutely. And still. it's
1: that's what's really – yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's what's really kind of come back, like, because we kind of alluded to it in our last hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, when I finished – when i finished working like just going back to actually the love for for the music because you know when you're working you hear what you hear you know and sometimes what you hear is you know so it's like uh, (laughs) (laughs) well no i mean it's you know but it's like
0: bro some of it you know it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: but but like i think then that's really kind of um helped me kind of fall back in love with dance is kind of just really connecting with the music that i actually love you know so
2: yeah well and now you fall in love with dance again it's as a as a teacher
1: you know and as a student yeah yeah but yeah, but yeah. Now you're dancing mean, that,
2: to your own choices of music yeah exactly like, yeah yeah and then,
1: now, now the hard thing is to find stuff you haven't danced to already you know, yeah, <laughs> that's that, the
2: how many times have you done Marie?
1: oh jesus <laughs> i mean that's yeah every year yeah, but i mean that's that production, like, Rich Harrison, one thing, like, that production is just, like, yeah, I anyway. know.
2: Yeah, okay, that was good. Uh, what was your favourite performance you've ever done?
1: Um, uh, I'll take a couple if that's all right. Yeah. Um, I'll say, one, like, the immediate one, and mostly, again, because it's the people, like, the uh, when Janet came over and did X-Factor, and it's not, to be honest, it's not the job, although obviously Dancing for Janet is, you know, when, like when I started um, for Christmas, I used to either get a gift certificate for a studio called Dance Theatre of Ireland, um, which is the one actually, that's when Marty and Eddie came, they taught there. Um, so I, I would get gift certificates to take courses of class there, or I'd get videos, VHSs uh, at that time, or DVDs um, of concerts. And Velvet Rope tour was one of my first ones. Um, so uh that's something that i was good and like watching all the different like you know all the numbers were dope but then even when the dancers were freestyle you know so like you had mm-hmm. robert vincent who was just an amazing like much more kind of street dancer compared to like the technicality of like a tice diorio who was on the tour as well mm-hmm. um then gill of course who was amazing and then think the other male dancer named michael who was michael and um, who was dope as well and like you know watching them and, and so. And obviously then, you know, you had Tina Landon choreographed that Sean Ed Heard was dancing.
3: Who else was dancing?
1: Was Kelly I think Kelly Connor did that one as well. And uh fuck, Teresa Espinoza. Yeah. And there was one more female dancer back. Anyway, sorry. Um so then yeah, when doing the Janet job obviously is cool in itself, but for me it was more the fact we were sitting down before it started while the VT played um i mean the whole process was nice like the audition was you remember like there were so many people yeah, it there it wasn't
2: nice for me but yeah it
1: was nice for you. <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah because that's one of our first times actually meeting yeah right? yeah yeah
2: <laughs> Rem- remember that kid which took your class at pineapple i was still back kid. Like,
1: <laughs> well yeah, we- we've, yeah. we've all been there but anyway um so basically so yeah, we did the audition straight into the rehearsal on the Thursday, and then we had rehearsal again on Friday and that's when the dancers from the states arrived and then Saturday we had to, we were, obviously we were going to um, to uh, Wembley to do the show, um not sorry, not Wembley Stadium but to do at a ITV soundstage up there and um we all went to pineapple in the morning, like not all of us, but like me, Cisco, um, Sean, Kim, Hakeem, I think Zach. I think there was another French guy and like we drilled out for like about an hour and half. Like we were sweating buckets, but like, you know, this was pride like like we, you know, the rehearsal was like, the rehearsal was dope and it was, it was like, um, quite nicely intense. Like there was, there was not like a huge amount to learn, but like, you know, a decent amount of material. And I mean, it was like, you know, watching some of them just execute, like in real life, like it was phenomenal, but sorry, this is very long. It's my bad. No, no, um, no. But basically then when we, when we were um, positioned for the start, it was like I was uh, stage left and there was like Sean was right beside me. I think Kim was slightly upstage of us because the girls did like an extra section that the boys didn't do of the first number. Cisco was right beside me. Then when we, when we did the chorus, for All For You, Cisco was literally right beside me. We were beside each other doing it. And like I just remember look, turning to Sean right before like the VT was played and we were just sitting down on stage and being like, it's so cool that we're all doing this together you know yeah because like i can't remember what year it was, but i confuse all the years 2010 like, I, 2010 it? 2009 it was one of them was a really while. okay i mean that's because i I, I think
2: i i don't even think i lived in london so i think 2009 2010. okay 2009 um, definitely 2009.
1: was like it really all night i yeah, swear it was a bit
2: later. because I? I did x-factor 2010.
1: okay so nice. it was okay, before i started working um but yeah it was uh I just remember looking and being like, you know, because we'd all kind of done like as soon as I moved to London in 2005 and like within, I think, three weeks, there was like a project element, which was the 2XS, like one of the the workshops used to run. And then there was a 2XS company audition. And I remember like the day, uh, I think it was like. So I remember Cisco coming up to me after one of the classes and being like, well, you're auditioning tomorrow, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, because I wanted to be in. You know what I mean? I knew, I just, we in a way, it's quite funny because actually a friend of mine called Dan, who's French, who used to, yeah, he's French, um, used to live in Ireland and had moved to London um, before me and Emer did. And he had a DVD of a Kevin Maher workshop. Oh. And it had all the top London dancers in it. So I'd seen all these people on, uh, on this DVD. And I remember, and, well, I mean, I wanted the, the DVD just to actually learn the combos. You know what I mean? Because like he did, he, did a, uh, he did an amazing combo to um, Rod uh Party and Bullshit remix, uh, which was brilliant. Uh, he did one to Britney Spears'
3: Toxic. He did one
1: to, I can't remember the others. He did, there were like four combos in the DVD. And I just remember rinsing that. So I, I had seen everyone. But obviously I didn't know them, you know? Um so then when I moved and got like took Cisco's, took Kim's and I was like starting I'd I'd kind of know their faces from that and obviously I could see that they were already, you know, a really good level. Um so yeah, when it kind of felt like when we were all about to do that number together that mm-hmm. it, it had come like a nice uh a nice circle. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we were all training together and when I first moved and and again they were I was quite again quite fortunate with them uh they were one of the first people to offer me to teach yeah. um i remember pete pete was actually the first pete francis and um, he asked me to, pete styles yes pete styles nice <laughs> pete Stiles, um yeah. he he um he got me to cover his class uh first and then um kim and Cisco were going away to chicago for a two access event and they asked me to cover all their classes while they were away so they kind of really again helped me get in a pineapple as well so that was
2: yeah that's dope then to look around and do like, for the biggest artists on the planet. Yeah, do, exactly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're with the people that you started with when you moved to London. Yes, that, precisely, yeah. Okay. So it was, that was lovely. What's your favorite performance you've ever
1: watched? Oh, oh uh, I mean, it's not an easy answer because there are so many good ones, but VMAs, uh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. As choreographic perfection, you know? The, like everything, like not just the steps, but like transitions. Janet comes down, it's like, it looks like a, like an old film reel. Mm
3: -hmm. And then
1: she's coming down in this lift and then she comes out on the stage and they also do, so they do the original beat, then they do the breakdown, then they also do the Rockwilder remix. So there's extra choreography in there. So that's not in the video. Yeah. Um, So it's just like that. I mean, yeah, that really, I absolutely love that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave, I mean, there are loads, but that is particular kind of a, you know that i think that that's like perfection. and there's so many dope dances like that you can kind of when you watch you can kind of see like um you know people who then became or well they were already huge at that time but then became even huger yeah. you know uh dope
2: uh favorite clash you've ever taken uh, obviously it's so hard to pick one but there's normally a few which will stand out for sure
1: yeah there are definitely a few um <laughs> uh Okay, so the first time I went to New York, um, my I went with like, so I was in the middle, in between my second and third years of university, um, and I went with like 25 of my friends, hmm. and so uh, for anyone who doesn't know, like New York has Long Island, kind of as the to the um, east of it, and we thought we were booking a house. Uh, it wasn't my responsibility, by the way. We thought we were booking a house on Long Beach, on Long Island, which is where we really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But someone booked a place on Long Beach Island, which is down in Jersey. So off the Jersey Shore. <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like ridiculously far, but it wasn't easy. But basically, I used to take them one day off work. Uh, what was really nice about that trip was this Italian deli hired me and like four of my best friends. So like we all work in this Italian deli all summer, so that was great crack anyway. But I'd take Monday off and I'd get the bus up to New York and take three classes, and I would take a beginners, and then at three o'clock it was a quick step and Rockefeller. Um, so they'd teach like a, a quick step would teach like some break-in, and Rockefeller would teach like a combo. And then at four thirty there was like an intermediate class. I think it was down as. Oh, I can't remember the name of the teacher. Sorry, I can't remember the teacher. Mm. But then, and then I'd take a break, and then i take Rhapsody's class at 7.30. And the first time I ever took Rhapsody's class, like she taught to Ray J, This Ain't a Game, which is a nice song. Um, and I remember the first four counts because that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this routine honestly was about – like she must have taught about 16 a counts and I all I got was the first four counts. But like I just remember and every time I would stand like in the corner at the bank and I would do my first four counts and then I'd fumble through the rest, like, no, I wouldn't be near anyone, I'd make sure I was kinda like, so I couldn't want to ruin the class yeah. for anyone else, you know? But that class really like you know it's obviously <laughs> really sticks in my mind. Um and just because that like obviously it kinda gone from a beginner class to me, the class to a intermediate advanced class you know and, and the standard just got higher and higher so that one really stands out um my first so my second trip to la the first time i went to la was just for a short break mm-hmm. like after doing the international student program in new york yeah and At, day, right? uh, yeah, exactly and didn't actually I, I think only took like one or two classes because i was completely wiped out from like um and also we had we had rented this place on Craigslist and then when we got there, it was nothing like what they said. Like absolutely nothing. So we were like, we cannot, no, but like we couldn't even stay there. Like the woman who was renting it, I was nuts. Like we, so we were lucky enough to get our money back. And then we just went and stayed in like a Ramada, like a motel. So, and we didn't have a car. So like, it was, you know, getting to the classes was an absolute bitch. Um, so we didn't take class at them, but then went again the next, uh, the next year. Yeah, that was 2004 so then yeah in the start of february 2005 um me and emma went and a friend james came a little later um and basically the first time going to millennium so we must have arrived on like a tuesday because marty's class used to be on a tuesday from 10 to 11 mm-hmm. and um and that was back in the days of the dome, the dome. and uh, yeah and we must have arrived like uh and we were staying our landlord from new york we were stayed with a friend of his um so we went rented the car blah blah blah. dropped stuff off at the house figured out how to get to millennium drove there um signed in for class ready for class to start at 10 um of course at 10 o'clock it's not starting like, but there's, there's probably about like 60 70 80 people outside and like not knowing who anyone was at the time but uh then in hindsight figuring out who they were you know so you had like a like a young misha like a young you yeah. know Kenny like all these people and then even I was actually it's so bizarre I was actually sitting um at a t- like just at like one of the patio furniture things at the back yeah. and I remember again not knowing at the time but really remembering like the conversation kind of hit me and actually for a different reason at the time um Richard Jackson who's now Lady Gaga's choreographer um and Kenneth market if I'm saying his name wrong sorry Kenneth mm-hmm. Marquise, Kenneth Marquise, yeah. um, yes. who used to teach there as well, but I didn't know I didn't know at the time who they were, but just heard them talking, and they were talking about an audition that had been on that day, and uh, Richard saying that, um, you know, the combo was super super complicated, and he didn't see why. He didn't think that that kind of gave people a mm-hmm. chance to really um, – he didn't think that actually really showed that much in a dancer. He he was like, I'd much rather keep it, keep it simple, like just having two steps, two eight counts, and then we'll see who actually really has flavor. And I remember listening to that at the time and being like, Oh, that's weird why, why wouldn't you want it to be as hard as possible so then you can really see who's you know but actually now like fast forward you know kind of 15 years you realize actually you know that's when that you makes see so much sense yeah for sure exactly you know so so and it's weird like i just that really stuck with me for the wrong reason at the time because my mentality was honestly wrong at the time um but it really stuck with me and then going into the class and then i think he taught it before and um, it was to 50 cent and gain uh, how we do which is like dope beats, Scott Storch mm-hmm. and Dr. Dre beats. So it's got like really nice instrumentation yeah. to it. And, uh, and it was a lovely combo. But yeah, it's like one of those ones where like there's like a hundred people in there and like, you know, like most of the room has probably done it before. And then when he's picking out groups at the end, like it's just amazing. Watching the best of the best. Just yeah. Most. And yeah. then about a week later, my first class with Misha and he uh, taught to a Khalees track, which is a dope track. Um, and it has... Um, but it was more actually then when he was doing groups at the end. And I remember, again, not knowing who they were at the time. I knew well, I knew who Gil was at the time because I'd watched him on the um, Love Rogue tour and the mm-hmm. OVU tour, etc. Um And he danced with Nick Bass, just the two of them. And obviously, just absolutely murdered it. I remember Randy Kemper did it with someone and they killed it. And then I remember because I knew Dana Folia because I'd been to New York a few times. Uh, and yeah. obviously, she used to assist Rhapsody. And she had been killing it all through the class. And I remember, again, not knowing him at the time, but knowing figuring out who he was later, um, Brian Tanaka had been sitting down the whole class. Like, not, like, I, you know, I figured he'd learned before or maybe he's just that good. Um, but he stood up and when I, t- like, like that the two of them, because they're both like super tall and they're both amazing dancers. Like, watching that, I was, you know, that's when you're just like, oh, this is amazing. Like, you know, you know that feeling yeah. you were talking about and the, yeah, you know. And I just remember those classes particular just being like, this is incredible. And then, I mean, sorry, I could talk about classes. Yeah, no, go. No. <laughs> Let me see. Um, I remember one of Marty's classes when he taught that uh, you got the look, um, the Prince one, the one that actually- the, Yeah, the, you the... You've, you tell me about that yeah. one
2: so many times.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, Which, just being in, there in that room. So, for...
2: And everyone should go and watch it. It's, I, there's two versions. There's a version of just Marty and Ivan, and there's a mm-hmm. version of Ivan, Marty, and Misha yeah and misha just
1: destroys they're all they're they're all they're all they're all they're all incredible but like that that but to be honest even just being in that room the way he did it like oh it was unbelievable absolutely unreal i
2: can't imagine i I probably watched that more that clip more of a dance Mm -hmm. video than i've watched any other one ever really and it's purely from uh you've told me that story and emra has told me that story nice, I remember yeah. that
0: was that was kind of like
2: my introduction to how great he misha was yes yeah, yeah you know and that's yeah, what yeah. kind of built my like oh i like him like because before uh, yes. i didn't know what dancers names do you know what i mean like i just knew tucker mm-hmm. or laura edwards like the youtube mm-hmm. at the time youtube dancers um so mm-hmm. yeah
1: like that, that combo mm-hmm. yeah everything about it exactly song choice and musicality, like th- then the like,
2: execution it's like 32 eights. Or something stupid. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that reminds me of
1: the... Like, so, uh, another one is um, the... I remember being... Last time I was in LA, which I, I think by 2014 or something, I remember Cisco being there. And this is not like... I mean, it was a great class, but this is more comical. So, um, Candace Brown was teaching uh, this Tyrese track called uh, Tyrese and Ludacris, I think, called Too Easy. And it was a dope combo. And basically... Every, she taught it on, she ended up solving loads that week, right? So she taught it on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Thursday. And I think I took it on the Tuesday. And like, when I tell you people, like she was flying through it and people were eating it up. And I was like, I have a pretty <laughs> quick pickup, right? You do, and, and I was I like, why up. am I, I was like, why am I struggling shit? And so, and then someone was like, oh, we all learned this yesterday. I was like, okay, fine, enough, right. um, same, same. So basically, but that was the Tuesday, right? So then she was teaching uh, again on the Thursday and Cisco was in it. I went again. And, uh, and the, when I tell you, like, honestly, she must have taught like, about 28 like And it was detailed, like, detailed. She kept adding more every day. And he was like, I was like, oh, what happened to you? Like, everyone's eating it. Like, oh, no, you're Cisco. <laughs> he was getting super stressed. And then the end up to be like, no, dude, everyone, everyone here has learned to accept you. <laughs> three, <laughs> you know? three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's oh, yeah. That's brilliant.
2: That's brilliant. I can imagine Cisco
1: getting so agitated as well oh my god yeah for sure um i'm trying to think so there was uh i remember one uh, a kevin my class with um craig Holman was assisting to mariah it's like that and it was dope combo and i think he taught it like because i think he used to teach tuesday and thursday at the, so i think he taught it on tuesday he was teaching again thursday uh and did it again on thursday and i remember um my friend james was mm-hmm. there and like you know at the end like everyone especially it was a studio f you know the big one in debbie's yeah, yeah so everyone is over the left side of the room and he's picking people out to do it and he points over and it's it's like at me and james and like james walks forward and i'm like for you. you know what i mean i'm like i'm yeah. happy for him you know what i mean a yeah, friend yeah. Of mine. Like, and then Ke- just like kevin stops him. <laughs> and i was like oh he's like no not you i meant you and he points at me and like james yeah, yeah. is like and it was more Ramon, Ramon Baines, who was in the group, like, you know, he did pick picked Ramon just said, you're good too, baby. And like, it was just <laughs> so funny. Like, everyone was like, just nuts. So yeah, that's, uh, that's not...
2: There's something about when like a teacher picks out groups and you stood there and they look your way and they just go, you? And there is in it, like, even if it's not like at you, for some reason you go...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. even if
2: it's not even directly at you you're
1: like me Well, <laughs> <laughs> i think part, partially is that wishing you know you want that yeah. to be gonna, you yeah, know so. like, is it me I, again similar in debbie's but in the one on the end on the right like the one that the footage uh, from the thriller rehearsal is from um it's i can't remember what letter that one is but um i remember the again the first time i was in la in 05 there was this guy total legend like his name was dennis i can't remember his surname but he was i think at the time he was like 52 Genuinely, he had retired from his job and had never, like, he was like, Yeah, I, I took up dancing like after he retired. And he was like, Everyone says LA is the best place to dance. So he'd, he'd gone out there for three months. I can't, he wasn't from California. Um, and he used to be in every class. It used to be like the Europeans, the Japanese students and Dennis, (laughs) like, we're in every (laughs) single class, you know, (laughs) and, like, I remember one time, I can't remember whose class it was, and, like, again, the teacher pointed over, like, in our direction, and and the teacher was pointing to me, I think, and, but Dennis stepped forward, and I was, like, I said like, fuck it, Dennis, you go for this, man. Like, you go and you was he kill this, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was. He, he was, like, again, like at 52, you know, like, and not 52 would dance his whole life. Like, he, he, he'd only started. So he was, like, a little bit behind the music every time, but he knew every count. He knew all the movement, you know, and it's like, like, everyone used to, like, you know, He's he waiting. was goals. He's ready. I mean?
2: He's ready to get a new career and top up that pension. You know, he's like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not sure if this is the career to top up the pension, you know? but maybe he earned a fortune and he was like, "Yeah, I just yeah. do this shit for fun," you know.
2: <laughs> maybe, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so uh, any jobs that you weren't looking forward to, but really surprised you and you enjoyed
1: them. Uh, I think I think it's like um. I think after a while you you start to think uh, more about the the um, you appreciate more the time off stage and the people that you're with you know mm-hmm. so it's like um like that becomes more important in a way than the I, I think especially when you've already done some stuff like that you feel is or or maybe your goal was always i need I want to do this 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 you know I want to get these names or I want to get some big names and then I think once you have that like it's more the the time you spend with people and uh you know the, the memories from a job do you know what i mean so yeah. um like even say like like when we toured uh with banana like when we toured the states like i mean we had so much fun like all the band were like uh like the musicians sorry, were were like i don't know i'd say they were like they were between like 40 and 55 or something like that you know it was like it was quite a broad age range and then it was like me and Nader were the only dancers Which, what a like, culprit to be with like yeah yeah true. i mean like, he's like if you're ever down like not even down but like if you like Nader is just like so hyperactive in a nice way you know it's you, like he you always need
2: someone to make you laugh or get you in trouble he can dude, do all of those
1: things yeah <laughs> and what's nice is he's he always wants to like what i because i always used to like you know, walking around the cities where we'd be. You know what I mean? And he loved that as well. So, so that really worked for me. You know, like, like, um. So that was a really like, you know, that was a great memory one because we used to just like walk around like, you know, uh, we started in New York. We worked our way from east to west. You know what I mean? So it's like, and we finished was Vegas the last show. Yeah, Vegas was the last show. So it's kind of like we went east coast, then we went up from we went New York, Boston, then down to Florida, Atlanta. Then I think we did a couple of shows in the Midwest. Then we went to Seattle la Vegas, so it kind of like went like this <laughs> across the yeah. united states so it was re- and you know it, it was like the choreo was we had three days to do like 18 numbers you know what i mean so it's like uh it's you know even arthur choreographed and he was like no it's not going to be like he's like there's going to be lots of repeats because it's like we need to get a lot of stuff done yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. so like you know and and the choreo was fun and it was, it was just like there's other jobs where you've kind of enjoyed the dance more and the maybe the aspect of the performance more but like that one and then we used to always do all the puma shows like uh all these fashion shows it always used to be like me randall shane rowan cisco did some of them jason bytel did some of them like and tom cunningham did loads of them and like we anthony sorry, yeah because anthony was the one who got me in and then over time we got more and more people in like and we just have. It was so much fun, man. We, like they worked too hard, but we used to have a great time. I used to hate Thank on you me. all for getting them tall jobs,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow I'd always see like Patman on them, and I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> like,
1: uh, but he 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 talks his way in, you know?
2: Yeah, and wore four sets of heel lifts.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. I tried that. It was never worth it. Um, no, okay, I. I
1: although I, I gotta say sean smith was really good at that and jack they developed an ability to 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 dance in them
2: yeah but they should have just always been opposites anyway
1: that's you know? true but i think like, that happened i think i think i remember Katie i think perry, it was perry. Yeah, yeah they both auditioned and then they both got it and they were both like yeah well if you take out your heel lifts and i take out my heel lifts it's like yeah. it's like the opposite problem i had from Bieber. you know what i mean like when you yeah. we were all supposed to be like because <laughs> <laughs> i remember i thought was it you me and jonathan i put we put on tape together or was it was it splinter? It was, was,
2: yeah, it was me and Jonathan.
1: Right, and it was like making me. I'm I'm sure I've got those videos somewhere. Do you really? Oh, yeah, that's epic. But like, I remember, and I remember when we first we first went to rehearsal and before like Troy and Emmett arrived, and like Ryan was like, when Helena, uh, Helena, yeah, uh, from the label was like, everyone's five foot six and under, right? We were all like,
3: yeah, 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 and then Ryan
1: was like, (laughs) Ryan was like, what hell are you, John? I was like.
3: Five
2: six. <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, you crouched for two days, like. Oh, dude, get,
1: yeah.
2: Those triple XL basketball shorts come in handy. <laughs> like,
1: you're in no, whenever country. we went dancing, I just sat down, you know. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, just sat down, so it's like I look short, you know.
2: That was that was that was crazy. How you? Yeah, got but that'd be one of. The- for two days, two days, no one knew that you were like five eleven, five ten, and just there, yeah. at the end of it, you're like, I can stretch.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that was funny. Okay. That was great crack. But that whole job was great crack as well. Like, cause I gotta I mean, say, like you said earlier, like the even like there were good people from our side, but then there were you know because like Sean doing it, Johnny doing it, you know, it's great times. But then like the people that came over to do it, like they made it, you know.
3: Yeah,
2: just their energy in the room was what was like. Dude, for and, sure. and that was the That's... first time I really saw the difference in a in a rehearsal between yeah. America and British people. Like, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like they were so much more playful. And like, yeah, yeah. loud and Irish people, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, and Welsh people. Um yeah, well,
1: well, Wales is part of Britain.
2: Yeah, yeah. Britain is <laughs> in England. Yeah. Uh, okay, if you could, I know. Go, if you could go back and train a style that you'd never trained before, what would it be and why? Uh,
1: that I've never trained
2: before, or, or maybe that you didn't really try and master.
1: Yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. Because if it was one I've never trained before, it would be hustle, new style hustle. Because that's all. Okay. Awesome. Um, Because like you see when you see like Jeff Selby do it like dope popping, yeah, me too. So it's such a beautiful style,
2: yeah. And it's something about there's something about poppers like when they even just do like people who can really pop when they do choreo, they have like an extra finesse to everything. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they just have. It's like they've got... It's like body software. control
1: or something. Yeah, well, true, exactly. Like, their ability to kind of create pictures in microseconds is like, you know, dime stops, and, like, they get so good at them that it's like you, things look like freeze frames, you know? It's yeah. beautiful, yeah. No, that's yeah, a good one. For point. sure. Yeah, you were going to say untap. Yeah, exactly, Tap because obviously I love forward too. And tap. like, you know, when you look at, like, the, the Nicholas Brothers, you know, John Bubbles, you know, like, like there was a really good documentary on BBC. It might still be on the iPlayer. Um, it's on YouTube. Is it tap? Yeah. Like, I think it's called tap America. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. Like, um, that one's really good. And then there's, uh, there's, another, uh, there's a guy. Oh so there's a guy who actually studied what he's called vernacular American jazz, which is kind of like the evolution of soft shoe. So not like tap tap, but like of soft shoe. And, um, um, sorry, the name is a statement. Cause I remember talking to Jimmy about it because it's like, you could see a lot of the connection to jazz rock, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, vernac- I think he calls it like vernacular American jazz, you know? And it's like, essentially, it's like the similar to original, like elements of original Lindy Hop, like before Lindy Hop kind of got, you know, um, whitewashed by yeah. Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. when you're talking about like the Hell's a Bopping, kind of like the, the uh, Frankie Manning, like that, that beautiful, like um, just explosive athletic dance. It's like, it's, it's, and, and like so stylized, so much, flavor so much um so this is beautiful you know and i think you see elements of it obviously in like the soul dances, like in locking and mm-hmm. like in, in, in parts um but yeah it's 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 awesome it's like, it's yeah no no
2: was dope okay uh what's your dream team pick five dancers to perform on stage with you oh wow
1: uh see my problem would be, be picking uh, put, all these people in it could there. be
2: it could be pastel present like
1: oh, oh wow uh whew. let's go with present so that it's not kind of like let's just go with present to kind of keep with like uh so yeah i mean one would obviously speed nick Bass. like when when i was lucky enough to do the when we did the janet thing like you know him in rehearsal was dope and actually what's funny is if you watch the show because there's there's a section of make me that i think is him and me choreo even though like gill i think like did the whole thing but um, I'm gonna have to move just to put my phone in so I can't see. Um uh and he messes up. He messes up on stage. And uh you can see it. And he actually laughs and like this is like I think I've told the story to a few people, but like this is how good he is, because he messes up and he laughs. Like you can see him kind of do the step, um pause, laugh to wait for the next one and then join in on the next step. Like it's 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 awesome how he does it. Um so, yeah, he's in there, obviously. Um, Eric, Eric Negron. Uh, mm-hmm. Negron. I mean, I don't know if you've seen him in person, but... Oh, Never God, in person, so I, only but, online. Oh, oh, I mean, well, <laughs> sorry. even online, obviously, he's amazing. But, like, for me, he's, like, the best at um, putting foundation style into choreography. Mm. And I've, he's the best I've seen uh shaping freestyle into choreography that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um and he's just an amazing dad Honestly, he's like you watch him dance and you're you're just like that is the music. Yeah. You it know? makes and like it's, it's not, one of
2: those ones that it just makes sense.
1: Yeah. And it's not just the timing, like it's because it's the timing, but it's also the feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like there there's something special when he dances, you know? Um uh, then the, uh, I would say Akihi, Akihiko Hashimoto I think is his name, he's the guy in his class I took when it was, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was like, when the age profile was significantly heightened by my, by my, uh, presence. Um, he's amazing, bro. Like footage. Cause you obviously know, like, you know, I send you footage of like Reina and Miu and yeah. like, um, you know, of all these like amazing dancers in Japan, but like, this guy is unbelievable. Um, so that's three. Yoshi Koda. Um, she, who she's just amazing at everything. She's unbelievable. Oh my god! Um, so we got those four. Oh wow! Uh, and then I, I, well, you know, I think I would put Martin in because he'd have to be in charge, and yeah. he's like, you know, he's a massive kind of inspiration in, like, especially you know the first like. Well, I mean, in my whole dance journey, but especially, you know, those first, like, uh, mm-hmm. those, those years when I began and fell in love with her, you know what I mean? So Yeah. So, and, and even without knowing, because, like, like I said, um, when All For You came out, the video, and then when they did Top of the Pops, and like, I remember actually, because genuinely I remember Eddie Morales was probably the first dancer I noticed popping up in so many different things. Mm-hmm. Like, because I remember seeing, like, you just, it was like, how's this guy in everything? Because I remember um, seeing, and, like... <laughs> Because, like I said, like uh, my sisters, like we just like they used to love. We just film, every, like we'd record everything on our VHS, you know. So I remember we had this um, uh, we had this performance that Pink did, and I think it was an AIDS benefit in New York. And uh, if you watch it back now, it's Marty, Eddie, Jesse Lee Santos. Shit, who's like that? It might be it might be Kevin Federline, but like it's it's dope, and you want like it's it's dog choreography and like i remember again that was one of the things we had so we used to rinse that and then at the same event maya performed um i think she did two numbers i think she did case of the x and i think she did free which um the case of the x was tina landon and free was uh brian green mm-hmm. so it was like again just amazing choreography yeah. there you go so yeah there's okay. the team sick that's a solid count. i'm not i'm just watching that performance <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay uh last one uh, the world's ending tomorrow you can do one mm-hmm. last performance for anyone who would it be You're not obviously not that team that you just named
1: <laughs> yeah uh well yeah i mean i think obviously a huge uh mm, yeah i was obviously like a huge dream would have been to like perform for justin like i remember um like when we came back to suit and tie and then the brits everyone was like oh my god i wonder if they're gonna have like extra dances and so you know what i mean like everyone was so excited like uh but yeah so that yeah easy we should we should have made a fake audition for that dude when we did that for the Oshimon it was so <laughs> yeah so for I people mean-
2: that for people that don't know what was going on with the olympics right yeah
1: so it was yeah it was the summer of 2012 it was the olympics and i think we were rehearsing for me has suit and tie it was it suit and tie
2: we were doing something. Was some it was something else? I'm just we were doing something. Con- I'm more concerned why everyone else was working and we
1: weren't. But <laughs> Oh no, that that summer, yeah, we weren't doing Olympics because we were on a hundred percent there was tons of artist work happening that summer, yeah, because we were like I remember working a lot that summer. So you so would have been as well.
2: And we we were doing something and I I'd done I'd previously done Jason DeRulo. So I met Amy Allen. Mm-hmm. And then Usher was coming, was it iTunes Festival or something like that? Like he was coming yeah, for something. Some, yeah. And and I I don't know was it I think we text Thomas.
1: <laughs> no, we were we said it to Thomas in the rehearsal. He, he we must yeah. have been rehearsal for a non-work like a non it must have been like we a pleasure project, yeah. you know what I mean? Like and uh he I think cuz he yeah they had a um a WhatsApp group for all the Olympic dancers. and I think you know cuz we are dickheads like that and uh you know we we can also be we can be quite convincing in that regard because I think I basically when I was in my um, first year uni me and my best friend like my oldest friend like we met when we were two in um play school and uh we used to he, he lived up the road from me and we worked in this corner shop together and we just used to like we used to put on accents we used to like take the complete piss. like i mean looking back now it's bad but at the time you know we were 18 and finding yeah. each other hilarious but like we and like the whole challenge of it was to keep a straight face and to try and like so we were actually quite good at that like i, I so when we were doing it with um with that thing yeah we were and we were able, We were like feeding so many details. Like you have to wear gloves. You have to yeah. Do stuff I think do that. we
2: said like there was an audition like the next morning at like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. dance attic. Like,
1: dance like, attic. You, yeah. You have yeah. to wear
2: all black and white gloves, and it's a private call. Yes. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure. And I, I want to say it's Thomas, because I'm sure he texts Jerry. I <laughs> was like no, yeah, someone rang no rang rang, rang Jerry, Jerry yeah, Tom, to yeah, yeah, look, Tom, Tom I remember falling for that so, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, remember, like, I remember
0: crying so hard
1: but I mean but of course it's like everyone's hungry everyone wants to dance for Russia you know yeah, what I mean so if there's course. the chance like, everyone, everyone wants to jump on her yeah do <laughs> <I mean, yeah. laughs> you know what I did that when I was I think I'd been in London about a year and a half and there was this agency back then called Dancers Features so Dancers was like the dance section and Features was the modeling section and right. I, I remember I used to uh yes true. it's like <laughs> it does what it says on the tin and um, i remember uh i used to do like loads of fashion shows to them and um the guy who was the booker had this really posh voice and um i, I was able to recreate it quite well and i remember ringing cisco once <laughs> <and then laughs> pretending to be uh um, roy was his name for features he's actually i mean he actually passed away in the um mid 2000s but um uh i rang cisco and uh i remember asking him what he like trying to book him for a shoot and then i just kept pushing the envelope further and further like being like you know it's for like a a male um like a male burlesque line like does that work for you and he was like yeah that's fine. <laughs> like all this shit like, i used to i was saying all these months <laughs> i remember like like obviously because you know uh, especially back then before insta like our phone was like our connection to yeah. email or the phone was your connection to your agent you know so it's like um and when you get a call, you think it's you, you know you're not going to think it's one of your friends being a dickhead, you know what I mean? So it's like like I did that to some people well, like And growing. there was no way.
2: And there was no way of checking up on it. Like that's no, this, true. Like you yeah. like you couldn't even go. Does this does this agency exist on your phone? Like you, yeah. you couldn't. Yeah. Do yeah. That. yeah.
1: Well, well, yeah, but even if you say you're from that agency, you know, like we just kind of yeah. took it seriously because oh, everyone wanted to work, you know, and I remember doing it to Tom Cunningham, but I remember one time actually Rowan, someone rang Rowan and asked him to teach him something and he kept saying, like, he kept saying F off to the person thinking it was me, but it wasn't actually me. <laughs> and like, basically he talked to himself out of this workshop because he thought it was me taking the piss.
2: <laughs> me, and, me and Jamie used to prank phone call Carlos all the time. Um, oh, you... <laughs> all the time. And this was before, like, like we were, like, I was probably about 17. Like yes. and we used to prank phone call Carlos, cause obviously like he was the only dancer which used to go to London and like yes. meet and he, he, like he was the coolest person in the world to us at the time. So we used to prank phone call him and tell him and his English wasn't very good then. So like, we used to say that we need, we were looking for a professional roly polier and we were given his, his name cause we saw him dance for Unleashed and we like Leighton's old crew. And we wanted to yeah, know yeah. how good he was at roly polies for a commercial and all this stuff oh, like bro and he'd be like yes i can roly-poly
3: like
2: <laughs> i don't know why he sounds like borat but you know <laughs> like his portuguese accent he's like yes i roly-poly and he kept us on the phone for ages and we were like thinking this was brilliant and he's fully persuaded and then when we hung up he was in portugal my phone bill was huge. oh that's brilliant <laughs> nice so you guys all right that worked that's
1: karma there that's awesome yeah
2: but it was brilliant it was like the best. That's thing
1: <laughs> That could make yeah. that could
2: make lockdown so much more fun.
1: It could, although there's like yeah, you, yeah. Well, I suppose yeah, you people you could probably get people to film submissions for whatever, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like what was that? Uh, remember there was the um, the fake dance Twitter. Like what was that? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There was I think the one was called dance is Burke. And they used yeah. to put like funny shit up, and then one was called "Me, Me, Me on Amazing." And they used to just retweet when dancers would like post something about oh. like something that was a bit of like an ego kind of you know stroking exercise. So they, they used to retweet, brilliant. and then like that was quite yeah. funny. Yeah, I enjoyed. It. I mean, and, I did, like I stopped Twitter very quick. I didn't really enjoy it, but like I used to see what they would write. That was. That was
2: and then there's an Instagram one as well now, isn't there? And the people. Oh, dancers be like is good. Yeah, and yeah. um, I like because. Uh, david ratcliffe's on the one his x-factor audition he's on there for something and he was, like, I I was I'm really see and i was dying i was like yes ratcliffe you made it yeah
1: then there's the one of luke johnson from the super bowl
3: <laughs>
2: when
1: um j heel is digging into his trap you know is that it yeah exactly yeah
2: yeah we've I all been have-
1: there i mean oh bro yeah
2: backflip through a set
1: yeah and were you, who was the seat on the Star Without You video? Was that Wesley? Or was that you? Or was it Thomas? <laughs> Wesley. I was Wesley. Okay. Wesley. the seat. When we did when we did uh, T four on the beach for Sugar Babies, were you were you at the front at the start? We were you one of the three that had to like support the girls.
2: No, I was swinging the flag with no flag.
1: Oh, but do you remember? Like, remember the, the presenters kept talking for so long, bro. Like my leg was just like twitching like crazy. <laughs> yeah, that we performance
2: were... was a shit show, man like everything went wrong in that performance <laughs> like i remember we waving, times. waving those damn flags and the fla- like they weren't stuck on so the flags blew off people were just waving sticks massive sticks and then was gone. i missed that change and everyone's like down and, and i was like oh, oh yeah, then, yeah do you remember, I remember. And, and you i remember yeah. seeing it in the shot me go yes <sighs> and then bring my arm down and then i went off and i was like i went to jerry and i was like dude i'm so sorry and he's like I was like I can't believe I got that bit wrong and he's like don't know what you're on about and in my head I was thinking
3: why did I say anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but you, you might be better off saying it because you never know like because if if you don't say it and like they know then you know they might be a bit like dubious to get you again you know but... yeah, that was a funny one was that was a good one day. it was and... roasting yeah and we had those uh those what like what would they be called jumpsuits yeah like boiler suits I guess yeah yeah Dickie's boiler suits yeah
2: and we were doing anything to get him to let us wear on topless like come on and everyone else was like oh no
1: no yeah that's oh, that's 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 a I'll different time you, in my life
2: i tell you who said he's up for coming on is uh O. oh
1: nice yeah
2: no, I, 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 I can't wait to talk to him i have got some great ones for him <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I mean but there's only certain things you can say you know so it's like yeah. but I mean he's obviously he's had such a very like again like someone who's been in dance as a dancer but then he's worked as a concept creative but he's also worked as a choreographer you know so he's
3: yeah for sure and
1: he's done artist development like he was a big reason why Labyrinth went from being quite a shy performer to actually being quite a you know a, an engaging performer Jono did a lot of that artist development for, for Labyrinth you know
2: yeah man yeah crazy in good times That's a good questions mm-hmm. there yeah. pick my brain. You made me think. We're we're coming up to two hours, son. Right. Oof. Okay. We're closing in. 100 episodes. Yeah, it's been it's been my favorite one. I, I, I feel like it's not been like a real podcast. I just feel like we've been catching up and chatting. Yeah, it's, yeah it's been a chat. Yeah, which is
1: nice though.
2: Well, it, it, this is like an insight into what we actually do. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe people are like, mm-hmm. right, two people not to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <okay.
2: laughs> not, we don't just talk about that. But... Okay. <laughs> Yo, bro! This has been dope. Thank you so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Lovely to see you. Congrats uh, everyone, on the hundred!
2: Thank you very much. Um, you and Marco teaching Thursdays, right, on Instagram?
1: Yeah, we taught earlier. Yes, uh, And we've been having some copyright issue recently, but we're always trying to film. Like, so we teach it live, and then we try and put the live up on IGTV. Um, and then if if they have an issue with copyright, like earlier, I finished. He taught first, then I signed in and taught, and they, like, I couldn't save mine because of a copyright thing. So then. It actually even cut me off, which was weird. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, we've never had that before. Like, this red thing comes up saying, like, Instagram has noticed a copyright violation. Um, so then, yeah, like, we'll just hop on and record the counts, and then we'd only do, like, first section Thursday and second section Saturday. So, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's good time. I, to- I talked today for a clothing company called... Oh, Pul- yeah, sorry, product. I saw that. How did that go? Yeah, how was it? Yeah, it was cool. The only thing is, like, when I ended it, like, as we were up the hour, it didn't give me the option to save it. Like it just, oh, that's weird. A, okay. it just like because you know it it doesn't say share the story anymore. It says share the IG. No, exactly. Yeah, it says share the IG. Which yeah. at first? Which first? I was like, I don't want to do that. Like I want to share yeah. the story. But now I'm actually, oh, that's dope because they can stay up. You know what I mean for longer. Mm-hmm. But it didn't even give me that option today. It just went completely. I was like, well, yeah. so it's gone. Like it, 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 there's
1: no there's sometimes no sometimes I sometimes i do think that might be because what song did you use because if there's a copyright issue with the song sometimes i think that's what it is justin timberlake like i love you of course it was blocked yeah yeah that's the
2: thing because all this even his new um album from the trolls keeps getting blocked
1: does it right because i think what what also might be a thing, cause what I've been, I've had my, uh, this might be something for offline, but <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, uh, so if i have like, cause if I put my speaker right beside the phone, perhaps the sound is too clear so they can hear what it is more clearly. Mm-hmm. So you might actually be better off putting the speaker a little bit further away. Mm,
2: it's so annoying. Like I'm very grateful for technology right now, but sometimes it drives you mental. Cause you're like, it's so simple. Yeah, yeah. Like this should be the easiest part of saving it. Like, Mm-hmm. You've managed Not to get sure, it to, exactly, uh, yeah. people in Thailand, like, but we can't. Say. Yeah, that's oh, all good. Yo, bro, thank you so much. Pleasure, let uh, me so, see. Yeah, you. I'm everyone, sure. everyone, go and check out John and Marco's classes on
1: Thursdays. Is
2: is it Marco <laughs> and John's live class or John and Marco? No, it's
1: John underscore John underscore Marco underscore class. Okay, everyone can go yeah. there for some. They for can if they
2: want. For sure, for some dancing. <laughs> Love, bro. Thank
1: you so much. <laughs> nice man well, my oh, pleasure. Oh, Take before care. we
2: go, everyone, please go uh, to the British podcast. I can't remember what it's called. Sean Smith wrote it in there earlier. Sorry, Sean. Um, I'll put it on my Instagram story now. And you can vote for the best podcast in Britain. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, so please just search the ins and outs. Uh, uh, com forward
1: yes. slash vote. I yes. just found it there. Well done. Sean, he, Sean also said hi. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. A bit late. He's probably signed out. Yeah. I'm but, sure he's he's hi, probably Sean. trading yeah
2: oh it's the, i've seen the trades too um offline um yes yeah, so Please, people vote um but you need to confirm it in your email address so that once you've voted then you'll send you a confirmation email which is a ball ache. but otherwise it doesn't count so if you could do that it's worth be, it to support worth the worth podcast damn right thanks bro um i'll hit you after this safe so, <laughs> yeah exactly
1: i nice see you dude bye
0: Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. I appreciate your support so much. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Share the podcast with your friend and family and help the podcast grow. Please, everyone, stay safe, stay tuned, one love, boom.